Hello, all you wonderful people out there. Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 89 with legendary designer and global pixel mashing phenomenon, my buddy Ali Moss. He joins us this week for the episode you've all been waiting for. Ali shares some information about his upcoming game, Firewatch, as we reminisce on some good times we had working together back in Prologue. We talk a lot about the nuances of being a creative and the silly things we find ourselves attaching value to. We also discuss our love for Batman and Ollie's recent involvement with the Batman franchise. Last but certainly not least, Ollie tells us about his arch nemesis, Mr. Ollie Merce. I'm so excited, seriously, to share this episode with you guys. This has been about a year in the making. Ollie and I have been talking about doing it for a while now and just really happy to be able to release this for everybody. It's been a really big request and I hope you guys enjoy it. Here comes episode 89. Let's roll. Let's just talk about kind of how we met and I guess retouch back on those kind of those key things because I think that's important. A lot of the times with these podcasts, I don't even know the people that I talk to. Sure. They're, they're people that this is the first time I'm ever making communication besides yeah. like a quick email. <laughs> I mean, that is how I got on this podcast, like just flagrant nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's something really interesting about getting, because like the idea of, of me seeing i remember when you were doing like t-shirt design graphics yeah right you know? like that's how i started out doing um stuff on threadless yes threadless uh, that's what threadless for for those that don't know is a crowdsourcing like one of the first examples of crowdsourcing like a t-shirt website where you can submit your designs and the one they get voted on by the public and the ones that get the highest scores the ones that the staff like particularly get turned into real t-shirts that are then sold on the on the shop um, and that was something that I started out doing because I wanted to make money on the internet. And I started out when I was 16 yeah. doing this. And every time you won, it was like $200. And then as you got more um, successful, it was like 500 1000 2000 And when I was like a college student, that's like a shitload of money, yeah. um, especially for like a t-shirt design. Obviously, there's the risk that you might not get paid for it. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I won a few times and I just basically paid my way through college by doing this design um, t-shirt design stuff and then i kind of just fell into design doing that i did a i did a literature degree at university um and i planned on i planned on probably going into advertising or the creative industry in some capacity but um it was the design stuff that i ended up liking way more so i stuck with that yeah you can tell i think well at least for me and especially knowing you is there's obviously a, a, a mind behind a lot of the things that you do it's not that's what makes I think your work so special and stand out. And so it's interesting to know that I didn't know that that was kind of your course and setting because the threadless thing I found was really interesting. I was always curious of it. I never partake in it, but it was always an interesting kind of model. And it was interesting. Is it still around? Yeah, it's still around. It's doing like, I think it's doing really well still. I mean, it's, uh, I keep getting reprints. It's like, it's still earning me. Do you get credits for that stuff too? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really one of the great things about Threadless as opposed to these other uh, companies was that, and I guess still does, it really like pushes the artist behind the shirt. It's not just here is a new shirt from Threadless, it's here is a new shirt from this guy sold by Threadless, which is hmm. fantastic, which was fantastic for me because it put like my name at the front and that's when I started getting like illustration gigs for uh, newspapers and magazines. Yeah, because when you were first starting, I remember like 
what was like one of the shirts that I remember you had it was like that bomb that said fuck or something like that. Oh remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was actually that was actually uh, something else that I did that was um eventually put on a t-shirt that wasn't designed as a t-shirt. But yeah, I I really like that piece. It's one of my favorite one of my favorite pieces that I've done. You've done so it's many cute. designs since then. Uh, oh god, yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> and it's crazy how you ago. yeah you how you manage to continually churn out so much stuff. And it's, we'll talk a bit more about like the exhaustion of that must feel or the pressure, you know, because there's, yeah, yeah, sure. there's got to be a lot of that as well. You know, there's a lot to talk about regarding all those things, but to go back to the starting of all this stuff. So I guess how we connected, because like I said, it's really, it's unique for me to know somebody that I talk to on this because it's very, mm. it's kind of rare because usually we're, we're all just learning about one another um, yeah. for the first time, but it was really cool seeing you, so us connecting, working at Prologue, and um, and then you were the, my first contact through Prologue and getting to know a bit, a bit about it. And then seeing um, there, everybody there was, I think, mostly just focused on design. They're absolutely amazing designers, great at creating these things called style frames, which is to help mm. sell the idea to the client. But I felt kind of connected with you and Chris Sanchez because we were really into um, the drawing aspect of things or we had a lot of common interest regarding like anime mm. or those things. So I felt like there was a... Oh yeah, love love that anime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a huge muse, right? It's a very important part of, I think, our creative... Um, yeah, definitely. Not, not so much uh, over the last few years, but um, definitely it was hugely influential to me like growing up. You can tell, I mean, at least for me, mm. I can. And we've talked a lot about our influences from Japan and stuff. And it's obvious that we are both influenced by that stuff quite a bit. And it, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I remember just seeing you progress, um, and the growth that you had, um, just there at Prolux. You weren't there very long. It was like a couple months, right? Three, four months, five months. Oh no, I was there. I was there for seven months. Okay. There was a period where I was working in the office, but not working on Prolog work. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember slaving away on client work and, and watching you um, just do your thing. It was really influential. It was very inspiring for me because, um, you know, like you you were one of those artists, one of the first that I was uh, I encountered who really understood your worth in some way, where it was more about what you what you felt it was important for you to do. And uh, I don't know if it's about uh, feeling what was important. I didn't have this end game. It was just <laughs> what I like wanted to do. Yes. Right. I was like, what is what is interesting to me right now? What is exactly. like, what is the thing that I want to do that I can then put out there with my name on it and that I can like own? I can wholly own. Yeah. Like, and I want to rephrase that because it's more of my perspective yeah. on like kind of the way I viewed how you dealt with the situation that you're doing, I guess. And so. It was for for me. I felt it was really empowering because you were wanting to do what felt your direction was supposed to be. I suppose you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. But then, like, it, <laughs> when I think about it, it's like, yeah, I could have been working on like Tron. I could have been working on these things. But what I really wanted to do was draw like cartoons about butts. And <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so cool, though. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was uh, maybe that wasn't the right move for me to make at the time. I mean, it worked out in the short term, but maybe like things would have been totally different and better if I just kept my head down and and done like, sick, sick work at Prologue. 
right? Yep. Yeah, all the time. Like every 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 decision that you make is like the opportunity cost of making that decision is that you didn't get to do the other thing. And sure. of course, like I'm like it's not like I'm unhappy where I'm at. I'm really happy with what I am. But like I'm always thinking like, what if uh, I hadn't done that? What if I'd stayed at Prologue? What, what like I look at um, look at Henry now. Henry Hobson, who's not director there, is like directing his own movies and his career has been phenomenally successful. <laughs> yeah talented like hard-working guy that came out of prologue and and you know put in his time and and paid his dues and is now like doing amazingly for himself do you feel that you want to do directing is it something about what henry's doing that you envy that he's able no to i don't do? think i i think i'm never envious of of other creatives i'm just i'm always like searching for the next thing that i want to do um and i think like obviously arrogantly stupid They're like yeah maybe one day i do want to direct a movie maybe i want to write that <laughs> novel maybe i want to do you know, like, right now for the last year and a half i've been making a video game and that was totally off the back of yeah maybe i want to make a video game here's an opportunity i'm just going to jump on this and i'm doing that and it's great and i'm really really enjoying it and i but because i've done that and that's going to be over uh, next year at some point then i'm like what's the next thing i want to do i don't want to <laughs> design posters forever and a lot of the time you know a lot of my uh changes in direction of being off the back of jumping on like opportunities that like put in my way but like what if i just said hey i'm gonna do this now and just focus completely on doing something different but i don't know what let that i don't know what that is i don't know what what i want that's that's funny though is you've had this kind of was it a conundrum i guess or this conflict since we've always talked it's always been what am I excited about right now? Or what am I curious about? Or what, what inspires me? What pushes me? What? Because for you, I think you live on that, that, that edge of inspiration and excitement. You know, that's what you, f I feel that in your work, you know, is you're on, you're kind of on a creative high trying to find that at least, you know? Yeah, yeah. trying to find it definitely. Um, not on it all the time. That would be, <laughs> that would be, That'd great. be awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it is a little bit like, oh God, when you do like a really good bit of work, it is a little bit like um, being a, I never thought about this before, but it's a little bit like being a heroin addict because the first <laughs> time you do it, it's amazing. And yes. then you need more and more to, to get your fix. And then, <laughs> and you're constantly like looking for where the next one is going to come from, I guess. Um, I like, it, and, and it, you can't just do the same thing again you need to be constantly doing like something better something more interesting something unlike what other people are doing you know it's it's hard <laughs> to to keep at that like intensity um I, yeah I sorry Karen. no no i often think about that um especially regarding your path and the amount of success that you've had um in recent history too you're kind of a a very well-known contemporary artist um, in this, in the entertainment and just in general. And it's been really interesting being able to know mm. you as a person, but then the pressure, I can't imagine the pressure that must put on uh, you. There's no, there's no pressure. Like actually it's, I s kind of stopped giving a shit. That's and, great. <laughs> and I'm totally like happy. To just, <laughs> there wasn't, there was a time though, right? Or no? Yeah, definitely. And it still is like if, you know, if say for example, I was going to do, a new like star wars poster for example and <laughs> yeah. i'm like living up to the trying to live up to the the previous ones but like i'm kind of want to make com like i've been hanging out with a lot of comics people and they've inspired me to like make comics and the comics that i like making are like 
terrible three panel joke comics and I draw them badly, great, like though. almost intentionally and put them on Twitter. And I don't really care what people think about them. You know, like sure. I don't care. I, I feel like, um, the, pr- the pressure often like prevents you from, uh, sharing things that otherwise like that otherwise people might really like you know and and sometimes you do a bit of work that is good but you think but how is this going to sit with my other work are people going to think oh it's not as good as this it's it's like less interesting than the previous stuff he's been doing and eventually it's just like no i like i mean there's so much work that i that i do or like sketches that remain unfinished uh and they just sit and like fester in a in a folder somewhere uh, because I would think oh it's probably not good enough I shouldn't finish this and at the end of and I've started doing a thing where like at the end of the year towards the end of the year I just like go through all my old work that I didn't think was good enough and just do like a post on a blog and be like here it all is because I've got nothing to be um, ashamed of yeah here, really like I think it's important uh, well maybe not important but like at least interesting to see all of like the failed like stuff that I that I, people thought was like uninteresting or or bad. And it turns out that a lot, a lot of the time people actually prefer that stuff to the final version. I know I've done that so many times where I'll show like a, uh, a half-finished previous version of something uh, next to the final one when I decided to eventually take a different direction and people are like, mm, I wish you'd like done the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny like that though. And that's what I mean, I guess. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I love the, the range of freedom that you are allowing yourself now because I think that's that's the that only comes from time i think of 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 growth is realizing you know what fuck it i don't care you know like let's just create let me just create i'm not yeah. perfect yeah i mean, it, I mean it, it depends i do care like i care like deeply about certain things like but when it comes to learning new stuff it's or or showing failed experiments it's like yeah who cares whatever i think people appreciate this stuff but if you know if it's like the new big project that that i'm kind of i've spent the last six 10 months like working on and it's like a bomb then i will be devastated (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know what you're saying like that's tough but then again like it just comes with um i mean the the most important thing i think a designer can can learn is to just like is to have that level of um objectivity when it comes to his own work which is that's the hardest thing to get is to like know when something's good when Mm -hmm. something's ready to to put out right and like you to know when it needs more work, to know when it's ready, when you can like just hit the print button and it's it's happening. I saw That's, a lot of that when you were with me at Prologue. I saw a lot of that growth happening there. I remember those the the level, you know, understanding that level. Yeah, it's really tough because I when I when you were there, I remember we did this one crazy weekend with it was like <laughs> me and you. And Alistair Wilson. Yeah, Alistair. We, yeah, super cool guy. <laughs> Love him. Um, and we had this insane weekend. And that was the weekend that I did uh, the Evil Dead poster. I was just like jamming on that in the corner. I remember that, yeah. And um, that was the poster that like kind of, it was the first Mondo poster I did. And it was the first one that I think like got me um, more jobs and like enabled me to just go completely freelance. Yeah, but it's like really vivid. Like I don't so many of my other posters, I can't remember like when and where I did them. And I think like the next weekend I was doing, or the next couple of weeks I was doing, started doing the Star Wars ones. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember you coming back into the studio and finishing up touches on the, the Endor one. I think of. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was the first. Yeah, that was the first one that I that I did. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I, but the, the level, I think you're talking about the level of um, how far to take it and, and getting that uh, objective eye. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's a huge thing. I think it was a huge influence on me watching that growth from you. And also Chris Sanchez too. He would sometimes be like, you yeah. know, it's just not finished. You know, you got to keep well, Chris, going. Chris Sanchez is a fucking wizard. Like, I just yeah. don't understand. I don't understand how that guy makes the stuff that he does. Yeah, I mean, I, wa- I watched him do it, and I still don't understand it. It's, <laughs> it's insane. He's one of the most insanely talented matte painters I've ever seen, and that is just a talent that I, that I do not understand at all. I have no tools to like unpick the process <laughs> that <laughs> that it takes to make something like that. That's the fantastic thing about being creative, though, too, is we all have our own voices. The thing that I love about your work, and I'm sure Chris would say this is similar, and probably all your fans, is that's you. I mean, that's not you necessarily. That's your voice. That's like all the, the summation of your life, the things that you love. It, it all boils down to it. You somehow managed to find that... that um, at least that's my uh Yeah, shitty pop culture references. That's, but that's this, my life. Da, 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 da. No, but it's not that necessarily. <laughs> no, no. It's no, like I know this, what you, I know what you mean. It's you, it's an attitude. It's yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, Do you uh, feel we're we're talking about your work? You get tired of it? Um, I don't get, yeah. no, I love talking about myself. It's brilliant. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I remember watching that, uh, what was it, Offset, I think, was it, your talk that you did? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to talk about myself because I yeah. love talking about myself and nobody like was laughing. I was like, yeah. are <laughs> like, people oh. not laughing? Like, they don't get how funny that is? <laughs> no, it's... it's um, Public speaking's it's, a bitch. Public speaking is tough. I don't do it. Like, that, was a, that was a tough one because I was supposed to be interviewed on stage and they told me like two days before, no, you have to write something. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so I had wow. to do the thing that I, that I hate the most, which is just stand on my stage and just do a walkthrough of my portfolio, which is useless to, base, to everybody. Right? <laughs> that, that, that doesn't, I mean, there's not really much that you could have got from that lecture that you couldn't have got from just like flicking through my website. Yeah. Um, there's some, there's some, there's, there's like, like try to get some stuff in at the end, but there wasn't enough time. Like two days wasn't enough time to write a cohesive, like, cohesive interesting, yeah. <laughs> informative lecture that actually had something to say. That takes months um, to do good speech, you know, like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, why do like, you think the president has people that mm. on staff that do that shit full time? and and uh i you know like my opinions about design change every month like i can't like i have no real like uh ideology towards it it just just whatever i feel like doing at the time i suppose is the only (laughs) the only constant well that's all it is though right it's a i mean we're constantly changing and evolving and our principles and the things that we like I think that's one thing that's important, um, and and I'm contradictory totally myself because I'm, I'm I feel I'm very much in the same place where I every day or every week or every month my my values of things change. The things that you know three years ago that sucks, and then three years later I'm like that's the best thing ever. You know? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> it's this is, it's like a there's an obvious graph when you once you've uh, made something, which is for the first week, maybe two weeks. You really like the thing that you've made, uh, yeah. I like and then there's that. like a gradual degradation of that <laughs> like, <laughs> appreciation until it like hits hits the pits. And then maybe if it's actually a good piece, in two years you can go back and look at it and be like, yeah, that was actually that was actually fine. 
Is there some pieces like that <laughs> for you? I know that I feel very similar. I don't um, like most of anything I create, but it's also because I've created it. You know, yeah. There's when a few I, pieces I, that that like I've I've done that whole um, I've done that whole like circle on. I've gone full circle on. What are those pieces for you? Um, I think my favorite thing that I've done is still probably well. There's the ones that I think are good, and the ones that I have like personal connections to. Right, like I think. I still really like my American Werewolf in London poster. Mm-hmm. I think if someone had to ask, like, what's my favorite movie poster that I've done, it would straight up be that one because it's so simple and there's nothing, like, visually that I would change about it. There's loads of ones that I go back and I still appreciate the idea, but I wasn't as competent in Illustrator back then. So there's things I would change and tweak and make better. I feel like, um, you know, I would totally, like, George Lucas Special Edition them. I would go back and, like, I don't, I didn't have the technology then that I do now. <laughs> go back and add no. crazy shit in those. Um, yeah, you've but, grown as an artist quite a bit. I know that you cringe. I, I, I remember you hearing that in your talk. You'd cringe at, like, seeing an old illustration of something that you had done and looking back at it and then your, your new abilities, looking back yeah, at old work. And I hope it stays that way forever. Yeah. Right. Like I hope that I never have a moment where I look back at old work and think, well, I've just gotten worse since then. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's the, that, that's the nightmare scenario that I think all of us are afraid of is looking back and being like, well, that was the peak. Now everything's crap. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to outlive those things, you know, those goals. And and when I watched your, you succeed and grow, it was so fast. It felt so – it was like a wildfire. That's how it felt for me. Yeah, well, it's, all, it's all downhill <laughs> from here, my friend. <laughs> it's all going – it's all going to go horribly wrong at some point, I'm sure. Well, no, if it did, it would already have happened because it's been a long time. You know, like we've – yeah. you've weathered the storm because what had happened is we were at Prologue and then um, – yeah, you know, you did the, what's that, Grateful Dead? No, what is that? Not the Grateful <laughs> Dead. <laughs> uh, like, oh, I wish. I wish it had been the Grateful Dead. No, I did the uh, the Evil Dead thing for um I knew for a screening dead. in Austin, I think it was, yeah. I was, all I saw was the hand and uh, the trees and everything. Okay, mm. so, yeah, it was from there. And then, you know, just it was like a, you just blew up. And then especially after Star Wars, I mean, once you get a chance and Mondo is like perfectly positioned then too. It was like, it was like the perfect storm. Yeah. It was a perfect storm for you. Yeah, I think. Mondo, Mondo had a really good year. Like 20, I think it was, God, four years ago. Holy shit. Okay. Um, yeah. It's a while yeah, ago. 2010, 2010 was the, was the, the, the really good year for, for Mondo. I only did one Mondo poster this year. Yeah. That's, it's interesting. That's really crazy. It's only because I've been working on this video game. I would have loved to have done more. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's sucking up all my time. But I'm sure we'll we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, I want to, we'll talk about like how you're prioritizing your things and what's interesting you now and stuff. But no, it was just cool. It was just it was rad. Um, just seeing the growth and you know, I remember part of me was like, damn, really admiring it, and part of me was like, in a really weird way, jealous. You know, I was like really jealous, like of your ability to grow and develop so fast. And I knew I wasn't even close to there yet. You know, and I felt. Um, I was really motivated. I was inspired and motivated um, by your actions and what you had done. So, like, part of my success, if any of it, is also due to you, you know, and being involved with you there and that whole part of my life uh, was really interesting, you know. There was a lot of crazy things happening. It was a really interesting place to be at at that time, too, you know. Mm. 
I felt like, you know, if you think about timing, that prologue, that, that, that time of being at prologue and then that timing for you and Mondo as a, Mondo as a company. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of really crazy things that had happened, you know, it was just crazy couple of years, you know, for you, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was busy. (laughs) (laughs) It went, yeah, it went very quickly. Um, but for you as well, you, how long did you stay at prologue after I, I was there for a year. Yeah. You were there for a year. 12 months. Yeah. Which, like we said, it's like twelve months at Prologue is is it's a it's a it's a wormhole. So twelve, 12 years Prologue is like uh, twelve years. Twelve years. <laughs> yeah, each I month feel like is people age twelve years there as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense. Like we said, it's 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 so wonderful uh, for some people, and it really works well, and it has this intensity that very few places can offer. Um, and if you want to go and, and really develop yourself and grow it in in and can handle it. It's great, you know. Yeah, mm. it's an intense place. Yeah, so. I could not. I could not have handled it. Um, well, you had everything else going on, you know. You were in the, No, I mean, just like if I if I'd been there, like one hundred percent focused on that work and on my own, I still wouldn't have been able to handle it. Yeah, it's a lot. You, I mean, you just have to dedicate to one or the other, you know. It's so antithetical to the way that I that I've found out that I work best, which is I don't force myself to work. I like. I work um, when I want to, which actually sounds like laziness, but it mean, I, I actually want to work a lot. And I find yeah. that the, <laughs> that um, method of like working is more conducive to wanting to work more. Uh, if I'm having a bad day and I'm not coming up with anything, then I usually I would just like stop working and do something else until I feel guilty enough or I have like enough into or, or like something strikes and I have to, I have to go and do it. Um, and then I'll have, you know, two or three months at a time when I'm working, you know, you know, crazy prologue hours doing, uh, 18, 20 hour days, um, to get a project finished. Uh, but then take a month kind of lazily off just to, go <laughs> like, to recharge, recharge, but also, you know, I'm like, think about what I want to do next. Think about, I think it's going. I haven't had, I haven't been doing this for. That's how I used to work. Obviously, I'm working on the game now, so I I do um, you know, like a nine to five, nine to seven, whatever uh, hours on the on the game every day. Uh, I take one day a week for personal work, but that's not really enough. So I end up kind of using that time to do like silly little things. I haven't really done much personal work at all this year. Mm. But that see, that's what I mean about the the decisions and choices that you make as a creative person Mm. see that's unique for me because most of the time it's like set a schedule work and bust your ass don't take breaks you know that's kind of but i love there's see that's what i'm saying that there's a value that you give to yourself as a person as Mm. a creative person allowing to understand that you're going to get work done and you are prolific with the amount of work that you do you do work a lot and you do output a ton of stuff yeah Um, you are busy person but the idea that you don't i mean now you have a structure because you have a big goal that you're working on and that's rightfully so it takes a lot of time but also the concept of just wanting to recharge and reset and valuing the concept of you know what this isn't working why force it let it become what it is you know Mm. and i think that by valuing yourself in that way it's hard for me to explain it's just it's very unique for me at least for my because for me it's like 
you you just sit there and you just do it. There's no you can't get up. You, you just work through it, you know. And that and there's times this, that's what I want to do, right? Like that's when something isn't working. And yeah, I've seen that and too. You want you want it, and it's not working, and you just keep hammering away at it until you well, you think that that's going to make it the thing that you eventually want it to be, but it, it hardly ever does. Like it, I feel that I just need to like stop sleep come out of the next day, you know, take a break. Um, that usually gives me the distance that I need to like figure out what's wrong with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, this perspective. Yeah. I mean, but there are things there, you know, there are times that I definitely like will pitch an idea that, that I know that this is me destroyed for the next two months. Like <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is the end of my wrist. My wrist is going to be like killing. My back is going to be, in a bad way, <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's worth it. Like, if, and and if it's if it's going to be like if the end result, if you know the end result is going to be worth it, then it's worth it. But so many times I've like killed myself over something that isn't worth it, and you just look back and it's <laughs> yeah, you just think, God, what a waste of time. Those are choices, though, right? Defining Ooh. your choices. Do you feel like as you mature as a person and as an, a creative, that your choices... <laughs> I haven't matured as a person. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, okay, as a creative then, <laughs> do you feel yeah. that there is, there's been a good development, um, I guess, as far as the way you choose things? How um, you choose? Well, I've, got, I've gotten worse. Like, <laughs> like as my... as I mean, again, this is this is crazy first world problems but um <laughs> i don't actually like clarification really need to um at the moment at least because luckily uh i don't do any client work or at least like i don't do any client work that i don't want to do um i sell prints of my work which is great and it's fun and i really like i've been doing these little tiny little drawings that they don't take very long but they're just so much fun to make oh are these uh, like the the um what the heck little five by five guys that i do and they're like and those are the only things that i've ever done in in my career i don't put them always so they're just funny little they're fun things because they don't take that long but they're the only things that i do that are actually fun to make right everything else is fun in retrospect you look back and you're like man i'm really glad i did that yeah whereas like the little (laughs) Little drawings are just like you just i just get lost in the pleasure of actually making them they're just really enjoyable Mm, they're beautiful Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, and they're silly. They're like they're silly little throwaway things, but they're just they're so much fun, and I love doing those. And I, of course, I sell like you know more serious work and prints and and whatever. Uh, and that's actually where most of my like that's where my living comes from, right? Um, so if I do uh, client work, it's work that like I have to be really really interested in. Yeah. Um, which you know, and I get I, um, I I've sort of forgotten what it's like to do it because over the last year and a half I haven't had any time to take on any big jobs at all there's been like the occasional comic cover and bits and bobs here and here and there which like stuff that I did is fun and I know that I can do quickly but any job that's like substantial anything that would take more than like a week's worth of time I just I just can't like I, I don't have the time to do it yeah uh, and busy now yeah well busy I'm busy like working a real person job so <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had in a while uh, <laughs> Uh, but also, like, even if I weren't working on the game, there would still be that kind of like, well. Also, with client work, so much of it is, hey, remember this thing that you did? Can you do it for <laughs> us, but, and so we can like stick our logo on it? 
Yes. Or like, or also the the thing that I get the most, which always really confuses me, is I get the the brief in, and it's a PDF full of basically complete adverts, and they're like, "Can you just read all these?" And I, I just <laughs> I don't understand. I like I don't understand why I'm because they, it's always the same stuff. It's always like the sort of flat, Saul Bassy, probably retro inspired stuff. Yeah. And I don't understand why they're asking me to do it. Like they've like they've already done the hard part. They've already sold it through to the clients. Like some junior guy in your art department could like do this, no problem. And that's always my response to them. I'm like, you don't you don't need me to do this. You could just get some like any person in your art department to do this. Just like give them a chance. Like they'll they'll knock it out of the park. You've already done yeah, you've already done the hard part. All like, the work, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it drives me on the fucking wall. Yeah, I can imagine. I think that's when people probably are missing the point but that's kind of it comes with the territory i'm sure it's interesting with you too i can't imagine how many emails and and, and requests and things that you probably must get it's probably got to be insane like out of control. Uh, it's you know it's like i get i get a i get a bunch of uh offers which is which is great um it's wonderful, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. Like it's a great position to be in. I have to basically turn everything down at the moment um, because I made the choice to to you know join a company and work on and work on something else. Um, but to be honest, there hasn't been anything that there's been a couple. Actually, no, there was one thing that I thought, man, this is the one job that I would actually <laughs> really really want to take. But the way that the guy pitched it to me was hilarious he said okay here's the thing this job is great it's like a really good opportunity but it's going to be horrible and it has to go through loads of levels of approval and <laughs> probably nothing will get made and he like it was really nice of, of like an art director to basically warn yeah. but it was so it was so good it was um it was uh like stamps like star trek stamps for the usps like official ones hmm. and wow. i was like man that, that would be fun right that's like yeah. a really hilariously fun so job to work. do but yeah. they were like, yeah, we need to see like a hundred designs and they'd probably get approved. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Yeah. yeah no yeah. thanks. Um, but that was, the, that was the one that I was like, oh yeah, that actually, that, that, that makes me like regret. Briefly. Yeah, I'm sure you have so many different to, opportunities. So like, can you do a poster for this or that, blah, blah, or can you do, I mean, that's. Yeah, not as, many as, not as many as you think, but, um, but I, I, do get, I do get a fair bit. And what's the what's the summation of average email for you? Is it post people just fans of your work? <laughs> um, yeah, there's actually a lot of students. Uh, a lot of students ask, and I feel really bad, but I, I actually kind of don't respond to. to you don't respond to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible, terrible emailer. Like, well, you, why would uh, you spend the time though? You'd rather just I got, create. <laughs> I got an email from Chip Kid. Oh yes, yeah? in July. And I just emailed him back today. <laughs> awesome. Because I, I forgot. I forgot. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that time. She, oh, shit. I should email him back. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You respond to me through Twitter on the Messenger. You're the only person yeah. that uses it. I'm like, all right. I get a lot of email. It becomes like, it almost becomes this um, this thing that, I, that I'm scared of. It's like a, it's like a nagging parrot. It's just always there. Like answer sure. me, look at me. And I'm just like, no, I want to like hide under the covers. And it's a lot of noise. Yeah. It's a lot of noise. And, uh, and if I answered all my email, I just wouldn't get any work done, which is, which is terrible, which is why, like, I mean, I should answer students. I do feel bad about it, but I also feel like it's very lazy of, uh, teachers and seminar people to like, uh, 
actually distribute that kind of work to be like, hey, email these people. I'm sure they'll they have time to email you back. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, that's kind of what this podcast is also. Is I'm just, exactly. I, I hope for it to be is 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 a more of a in depth kind of thing because even speaking publicly is very challenging because mm. it's one way and. At least with the we have a little bit of common ground as we both do this kind of stuff for creative. Like for a living, yeah. we have some common problems and similarities. So yeah, one of our we, problems like are so the best problems to ridiculous. have. Yeah, exactly. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I can't work on that A-list movie. You got to work on this oh, other yeah, A-list movie. Yeah. It's really hard. It's, it's serious. Like I have to remind oh, myself. God, I can't do this. I've got to fly to LA this week. Oh, it's so hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, being remembering how blessed and, and, and thankful has been the yeah. i think my family has really been the 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 gravity that holds my feet down though you know because mm. like even for example i got um on that verge 50 top people of the year or something some funny thing you know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm right That's behind awesome. uh, the ceo of uh, apple and oh, so I, and i was laughing <laughs> thanks man it but these things are really interesting to me because Oh, dude, like, I know. I was voted, like, what was it, two years ago? I was, like, shortlists. It's, like, it's just, a, like, a little magazine that um, exists in, in London. But uh, they voted me, like, top, like, ninth best man of the year. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, above Sir David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, like, fuck uh, you, Attenborough. I'm the... <laughs> I'm a better man than you yeah. <laughs> for one year only. <laughs> <laughs> for one year. Yeah, and like, and then recently, I didn't actually respond to this email because I thought it was fucking ridiculous. But um, uh, Forbes emailed me, so he's like, "You've been nominated for like top thirty under thirteen video games," and I'm like, "I haven't made a fucking video game yet. Like, I do not deserve this. <laughs> like, this You're is ridiculous. Fuckers. I'm not. Yeah, People this, are excited. Is, this is not happening. Like, well, oh god, yeah." <laughs> Well, right after I'd gotten that thing, I was outside with my wife and I was hanging Christmas lights and I was yep. all, top 40, 50, man, should not be doing this. I was like, you know, obviously making jokes with my wife because yep. she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and it was just really funny because, you know, I'm yep. doing like house chores and so yep. it, it's, it's just the, you know, humbling thing. It's just a, you know, I, I, I if, if I make, if I make my wife or my daughter happy or my close friends that's that shit yeah. that shit gets me so excited you know like yeah. i get pumped up about that but it's a lot of noise you know is there is there some general things that students ask you that maybe you can address here that would yeah, actually, like help the, the crazy thing is like they always ask kind of the wrong questions right like and that's the only real answer you can give they always ask like so uh, what photoshop brushes do you use like, what, what, a, what a fucking pointless question <laughs> Sorry. yeah it is it really is like all, yeah. all you guys have to do is go on the google like just google, google. It. but also like that's not the it's not the point it's like well what, why do you want to achieve that like what do you, is there a specific look you want to achieve the better thing to do is to learn how the program works and then you can achieve you can visualize what you want to do and then achieve anything you want at that yes. point rather than like slavishly like mood, basically mood boarding out things. You want to be like, oh well, you know, if it's an old, older style thing, or like, a, if you want like a retro aesthetic, you want it to look hand printed, and then you learn what you need about how the program works to kind of just make to be able to make it look exactly how you want, rather than just relying on other people's like brushes. Yeah, right. I don't know. Um, also, just like people say, how do you get that like old worn aesthetic? I'm like, I don't know. I just hand draw things sometimes <laughs> just do, do that. yeah um, 
Yeah. Or uh, what else do I get asked? Like, oh, where'd you get your ideas from? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where I do you know, get your just, ideas from? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hard work. <laughs> just. Um, you, you consume a lot from? of things. I think that's yeah. The, that's actually the most important thing. Is to just like consume as much as you can. You're influenced uh, by so many things, like from anime yeah. to games to literature, uh, yeah, old like, stories, new stories. Everything. Like just, and the most important thing is to not like is to just keep your critical eye open when you're consuming anything. Like don't, just because you're a graphic designer, it doesn't mean you shouldn't apply the same level of criticism as you do when you're like looking at adverts or uh, posters as, as you do when you're like watching TV or reading a book. You should be learning how any creator communicates their like intention to their audience. Right. And then you can use that and then you, you can unpick it you can like uh decompile their techniques and then assimilate them into your own work like that's the important like you shouldn't like photoshop shouldn't be your only tool like you should be <laughs> writing you should be like thinking <laughs> it's a uh, sure you taught me that really heavily i remember learning a lot of big lessons because i wasn't really a designer i didn't really consider myself to be a designer when i started at prologue i still don't really even though i do a lot of it but I remember you explaining to me those those key things as well is and I think for students I think um and I get asked similar questions is is yeah of course we use these tools but these are like I guess it's hard for a student because it's like asking them to see, like we see a, a certain color spectrum right and they might not see it just yet but once they do it becomes relevant and and but sometimes it's almost like don't you see that orange there and they're like no I don't even it's like there's no color there and so it's almost like being awakened of the mm. opportunity, like almost like um, I remember a lot of aha moments. You ever get an aha moment when you started out and things yeah. started just making a lot more sense to you and whether mm -hmm. whether it be a tip or an advice from somebody or it's just uh, your own self. I remember there was that sketch that you made when you were talking about making ideas. I think it was like some kind of, you were trying to come up with an idea like, what is it? And we would, we would laugh with you about it too. Cause you're like, man, what are these things I have to, you're trying yeah. to distill a film down to an object, you know? And right. you're, Ugh! and I remember the frustration <laughs> you'd be like days, you're just like trying to figure it out. And then you'd be like looking at your screen, tilting your head for yeah. hours. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm making all these other things and you're working on the same drawing. I'd be just laughing because it's funny because yeah. it was a similar situation, but different. But I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think... Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a head tilter. I think head tilting is a really important part of the creative <laughs> process. Like, you're super head tilter. I, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I get really close. To, I get like, I get insanely close to the screen. Do you remember the, like how crazily close to the screen? Like, I get. Yeah. Usually my my head is like two or three inches away from the fucking screen. <laughs> and so that's. The, yeah. And then I'm like tilting around and looking back. I'm like, does this look good from from every angle? Like, <laughs> no, it looks good from zero angles. To back to the fucking drawing board. <laughs> well, that's like I guess that's the refining, like the finishing part of it. You know, for you is 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 getting in there and really playing with, you know, values and shapes and little details and all those kind of things. But the core, the most essential thing I think was what you're talking about is the idea of it. And and that's exactly it. If you're listening and this doesn't make sense, like literally everything that you do, if you just choose to be a communicative person uh, with visuals, which is a designer or whatever, a director or a writer, or if you're communicating things, I think it's really important to try to decipher everything that you can and look mm. at how people are successfully moving you. If you cry at a movie, yeah. 
ask yourself why why are you crying you know? exactly uh well i'm making this uh making this video again which i've said i think about a hundred times on this podcast already. yeah i want to talk but, but no no but like but like just before i finish um the uh the writer <laughs> on the game who uh who was the writer on um the walking dead uh video game the um and he won a bafta for it very and cool working with him has been uh an incredible experience and to just for me um thinking critically about things because he's a really good critic of uh, of work he can he, he can sort of see what's wrong with things really really well mm. uh, in terms of the communication um side of it and the thing like it's sort of becoming uh, like a running joke now but if he doesn't like something he'll be like what does it mean what does it mean and it's like <laughs> and it's like yeah but that's that's really the heart of it if you can't justify a, like something that you've made if you can't say what it means then you should probably just get rid of it <laughs> like sure yeah like if, you, if it's not communicating anything if it's not in service of your bigger idea like just get rid of it it's pointless cut it out <laughs> in, in the key to that is the idea and you said the bigger idea and i think distilling things down to their core it's challenging to do that you know um it's not easy to find that in your own work sometimes i think but it sometimes it is it just kind of it, it evolves and becomes itself and shows itself as to what it is. But that's a really good thing. And that's a really unique trait, I think, is to f be a problem solver, discovering. I, I find that a lot with my close collaborator uh, and my buddy, Anthony. Um, mm. He's really good at, we talk a lot about films. We'll go watch a film and, and we'll, we'll really we'll destroy it. We'll break it down to its core and, and things that we love, you know, have you seen, um, Nightcrawler? Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet. I'm desperate yeah. to see it. Like, in, okay, here's the thing. I live in a it. really tiny, I live in a really tiny little town <coughs> and we have a, a converted schoolhouse that has two screens mm. and it's really close to my house. It's great. And usually they pick really good films to go and see, but like around this season, it's all fucking like kids movies and the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's selling yeah. right now that's exactly uh i did see boyhood there which i thought was insanely good i heard that was amazing because that's that you film that takes place it? for a long time no i haven't seen it yet it was, i need to watch like, it though it's probably one of my top five movies of all time <laughs> wow i've heard it's, that same thing just, from people yeah it's just so different i know i won't exactly i won't talk i won't spoil it for you i won't talk about it yeah well but i'm sure it, it's so i'm sure it's great sounds awesome it was like a transformative film like it it does things with the medium that are only possible in that medium. It's like, it's like the best comics to me are always the ones that do things that only work in a comic. The best novels are the ones that only work in a novel. The best video games are things that you can only experience in a video game. Yeah. And so few films feel like <laughs> they really take advantage of the medium, right? Yeah. Like this film absolutely does. It's, it's something that could only ever be a movie. That's awesome. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Like it's, you, have, you, you have to see it. It's, it was created over a very long period of time. It's too, 12, right? twelve years. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was and it was peop, the people that agreed to do it were um, they were on for every year they'd meet up or something for one. Two yeah, years. yeah, they'd meet up. Uh, I don't know, two weeks a year or something for. Um, for twelve years, and it's fantastic. Uh, I don't. I like. I haven't. I haven't really like. I still haven't been able to completely figure out how I feel about it. Mm. Um, to be able to communicate exactly why I love the movie so much, but That's I think 
I like without like without you having seen it and then like to kind of back and forth and I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, but well, I'll please, watch it. Please watch it. It's oh god, it's so good. Yeah, I want to watch it. I, I, you know, a good film is just one of those things. It's such a pleasure. You know, it's such a joy mm. to be able to sit there and enjoy it. I just recently watched Dallas Buyers Club and just uh, floored by the um, the acting it was so great. It was just <laughs> it was so sorry. Was, I just I'm I'm only laughing because uh, <laughs> my friend and I were going to watch that, but then in the end we decided to do a double bill of the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Oh, instead. what the hell, man! <laughs> <laughs> we were just like we were just like yeah but like i don't know if i want to watch a good movie i kind of want to watch a bad movie and, and laugh at it so we and i hadn't seen those films since i saw them in the theaters oh okay how many, was it many, the many, second, many years ago second oh round. god even what like, even worse yeah they're pretty uh yeah it's a bummer it's like all they're, these things you're like what <laughs> yeah they're pretty egregious like i i i mean I, this is this is some some dead horses that we're flogging right now <laughs> like oh yeah. god Oh, one of those prequels shit. Uh, but it's, you know, um, actually, I remember the Revenge of the Sith not being too bad. That was like, the last a, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I think the reason why is because it was it had a, a heavier, dark undertone. I mean, everybody, my opinion, everybody knows the best Star Wars film is Empire, right? Yeah, I think it's actually like the only good Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Jedi's can be, it can be kind of hard to watch. and But Star Jedi's, Wars itself is, is has some really beautiful Star Wars, is, Star Wars is fine like Star Wars is 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 fine right like it's it's a good it's it's a fine <laughs> film it's okay like, <laughs> it's better than no, I'm not I'm giving it a hard time it's better than sure. okay it's a classic film though yeah. it's a classic film but Empire you just watch it and it's it's just really good it's yes. it's it's a movie that is eminently watchable you can watch it like again and again it's like Indiana it Jones for me. anything yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like it's a continual watch kind of thing. But yeah. the entertainment that you get from that is definitely that's mm. it's at least yeah, it's tonally much more interesting than the previous ones. Like the Star Wars is is a fantasy western um, with very like basic character arcs and nothing too interesting is happening. Whereas Empire kind of like fucks with the formula a little bit. It, it's it's a much more surprising, dark, and interesting film. Yeah. And it's there's and it's also the second act, which is usually the best part. You know, it's like everything is in peril at the end of the second act, and mm. you're not sure what's going to happen. It's all this build up to the heaviness, you know, mm. which is awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Star Wars is. Uh, I'm, I only bring it up, I guess, because I mean, films in general. We're both really heavily influenced on it. We oh, decided yeah, to dedicate our lives in, in partial to them, you know, mm-hmm. or video games. And you and you and you keep bringing up your video game, and I want to talk a bit about it because I have no. Sure. I have no understanding of it. I actually, um, Andrew, who, who produces the podcast, is like, make sure you bring up the game. And I'm like, what game? And like, now I've been like checking it out. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, it, it feels like I'm I'm in the world of the Iron Giant. It's awesome. Oh, thanks, it's man. Beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely uh, it's definitely inspired by. Well, actually, I wouldn't say it's inspired by the Iron Giant, but it's inspired by the things that the Iron Giant was inspired by. Sure, like, that's what I mean by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of the uh, the old kind of like WPA uh, posters, and um, uh, that aesthetic is, I think runs strongly, or at least I've, I've I hope it does. That's what I've that's what I intended. Um, the feel of the world is what I'm. The colors and the tone of it. It's like I'm going in your art in a sense, you know. And I know I you. Lo- I know you love. Uh, I know you love Iron Giant. Who doesn't? Yeah, so, it's a it's a it's a wonderful film. Yeah, but um, special. Yeah, that I mean that's partly just my like 
incredibly narcissistic desire to like make a game look like my work <laughs> and i can we talked about that a while like, ago run around inside of it be like, oh, it's, it's like i'm in one of my <laughs> my worlds uh, yeah exactly um well, that's what most creatives want to be anyways you know like just... yeah and it, but it, i'd never done any concept art before i started working on this game Hmm. Um, how's the, the process for you was it an interesting uh, thing uh, it's tough i still don't really i'm still not like a fantastic um, <laughs> like concept artist it's kind of like cool I'm, that you come out from the woodworks as something different though yeah i mean it's fun it definitely uh is a challenge but it's great because i feel like i'm learning a lot right like it, it's really nice to be working in a studio or at least you know remotely connected to a studio where Every single person is much, much, much smarter than me. <laughs> has been in the indus- their industry much longer, and but is also not completely impatient with my uh, idiot babiness. <laughs> <You know? That's laughs> awesome. Um, so That's I'm a good a lot. team then. I've been like dabbling a little bit in 3D, and I know. I, actually, I was listening to uh, one of your podcasts earlier today with um, uh, Thomas uh, Scholes. Mm, yeah he's a and fantastic he talk, and artist you were talking about unity and yeah you're right unity is great i've been that's what we're building the game in um yeah and i've been using it uh and Powerful. i can like you know dive in there and mess with textures and like move things around i can't mo- like model uh things yet but uh, <laughs> my, go- my goal is to have like one thing by the end of the game that i've, that I've actually modeled myself is in the game there you that's, go. That's like my. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, a mug on a table. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, we've, Jane's already Jane's already done the mug. I was hoping that I'd get to do uh, one of the pencil, <laughs> pencil, like a pencil or something. But <laughs> just epic pencil with your name on it or your. Oh yeah, but I could do that already. I could just like go in and change all the textures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is your world. When you mentioned all this stuff, uh, um, you know, when you talked to. to to quote back to a funny thing you were saying earlier, it's like, you know, I just wanted, I was just drawing like pictures about people farting and stuff. Yeah. When you said that, it, I had a really funny visual of, um, you're reminding me now when I see where you're at now, you kind of reminded me of Pendleton Ward a little bit. You know what that is? Oh, no, I know Penn. Yeah, Penn, uh, Penn and I uh, hung out occasionally. He's a fantastic guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the best. I am nowhere near, uh, I am nowhere near Penn Ward. Well, he's a like, he's. In I don't a have a black and white headshot of me at a celebrity signing booth at Comic Con, <laughs> and like I know that that's the kind of thing that would make him the most uncomfortable in the world. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. seen I've seen him at Comic Con, and yeah, it seems like he's like I want to get out of here. <laughs> Why do I have to do this? But it's a part of his journey and Adventure Time and all that stuff. But no, what I'm getting at is the core aspect of things. Like I just got the art of Adventure Time book, and I'm. I'm totally in love with it because for me, it's this romantic journey of a creative where a creative person is just like, I'm myself and I'm, and I want to make comics about, or I want to make a world about whatever my own world. And, and somehow the stars aligned and then, uh, the team built and it's amazing. Adventure Mm -hmm. time is, is, I mean, there's a lot of great entertainment out there. I just haven't paid attention since like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Adventure time is, is wonderful. Um, and I feel like it kickstarted this insane cartoon revolution. Like, there's so many yes. good cartoons right now. It's, yes. it's Have you seen Over the Garden Wall? No, I haven't watched oh that. Oh my God, dude, you have to check it out. It's incredible. You'll really like it. Like The art is absolutely gorgeous. It's a guy that um, I believe works on Adventure Time for a while. Uh, 
Andrew was telling me about this. It looks yeah, nice. and it's got the voice of it's like Elijah Wood is one of the voices. It's um, you're friends with Elijah too, huh? Uh, like only you know a little bit, but not you know not um, we're not best best bros. Uh, we hung out a couple of times um, and we talk on the internet. And I did the logo <laughs> for his film production company that then had to change because. Uh, they had to change the name of the company for legal oh. reasons. And, then I was like, and I was so bummed because it was one of my favorite pieces of work I've ever done was this logo. And it was like, oh, we're changing the name. And I was like, oh, God, do you have to? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I really like this logo. <laughs> it's the WS one that makes the house. Yeah, I wanted to do the, uh, the 3D treatment of it as well. But no, it's, it's gone now. Goodbye. Uh, maybe another, mm. another time. Something another time yeah well they asked me to do the other one i just couldn't fit it in i was like oh, i've already done one and i'm not gonna be able to do another one so, so. <laughs> <laughs> what i bring back to this thing is i it's, it's people wanting to create the worlds that they're interested in and yeah. we're in a time and age it's we're really in this amazing age where we can kind of do that where um can collaborate with people whether they're next to you or in another country and people are able to exchange ideas and, and trades and, and concepts and, and, and skills. And it's just really fantastic stuff. Right. I mean, like, I, honestly, um, if it weren't for the Internet, I would have no zero skills. I would be uh, an idiot. Um, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I grew up drawing anime on, like, Internet Dragon Ball Z, baby. Yeah, getting like drawing my sick Dragon Ball Z original <laughs> characters. And stuff. People would, you know, they'd give you critiques, and that's how I that's how I learned how to do what I do is finding the nastiest, the place that would give me like the nastiest, most honest critiques, and just kind of like reveling in it. Like that's like, you can't have a, a thick skin. Sorry, you know, you can't have a thin skin. You have to be incredibly thick skinned, uh, and just find the place that is going to give you the best. Uh, the most honest, horrible um, appraisals of your work, and just like, don't give up. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I I I learn everything that I know from like internet forums. Just getting, people, <laughs> just getting people to like, that's true. I mean, like, so you like say, a little bit of venom because it's a bit venomous sometimes, you know. It is, but like, I think, I mean, <coughs> I don't think anything comes like nothing good comes from like sugar coating. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you can be, there are ways you can, you can completely tear somebody down that is productive. Like, I, I feel. Well, that's a, that's a fine art, though. That's a communicative it, it, art. It, yeah. it, it is. Like, I, I have friends who are incredible artists who are, like, weak in certain areas, and I give them horrible shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's something that I think they can easily sure. fix, fix, right? Like, if it's something they're like, why are you doing this again? I've told you about this. This is awful. <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> like, oh God, like, I'm sure he won't mind me telling you. It's like, Jock. You know Jock? Yes. You know Jock, right? Jock. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I give him so much shit about his typography. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> constantly. And like, hey, that's he, not, he does that's his, not bad. It's good. That's good. When he, when he does his movie posters, he, um, he, like, does this amazing sketch and then he'll, like, slap the billing block on somewhere. And it just, I'm like, no, 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 no. Right, okay. Like, think of it as a compositional element. You've got to put it in there. Like, make sure it's there and it's catered for at the sketch level. Don't draw the best thing ever and then fucking ruin it by slapping a bunch of horrible text on top of it. 
And he does yeah. it every time, every time. And I'm like, nope, no, 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 no. He's <laughs> like, he's like you don't tell me what to do. I'll no, be... he's not like that at all. He's like, no, I know. Oh, he's yeah. super nice. Yeah. yeah, he's the nicest guy. I feel bad when he doesn't when I do it to him. No, that's tough love though. You're just yeah. We're pretty, we're pretty um, honest with each other when it comes to. It's good though. Yeah, I think that I mean you brought up a really good point, and we've dealt with certain things and people and worked with certain people that have a certain type of of way of communicating and growth. And like you said, it's good to have a little bit of. Well, I guess it's just how it's it's conveyed. Some sometimes people. are very precious about their work when they shouldn't be. And it makes sense because uh, people spend a lot of time trying to do this stuff. You know, it's not easy. And for the most part, you think about your career or even I'll look at mine. When I look back, it's like, it's like 10 years of drawing like crap, you know, and it still looks like crap. (laughs) It's like (laughs) just slowly getting a little bit better, like slowly, just a little bit. Like it's it's even more it's it's really brought into relief for me now because I spend a lot of time hanging out with comic book artists. Yeah, yeah. Who are just the most incredible draftsmen, you know, like um, I hate those people. And I love them. they can just draw anything out of the top of their head and it's like, oh god, oh god. What it's, the fuck, man? It's terrifying. It takes me so long to make <laughs> anything look basically acceptable. Not even decent, but like acceptable. Yeah. It takes it so long it takes me so long to get to a point where I show something to someone and they don't say is that finished? <laughs> um, so yeah, and, that, and that's so it makes it like really, really tough for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's challenging. It's not easy, and I think that the that creating art for a living and being in the limelight, like the spotlight, like you are, it's very and living up to people's expectations or whatever, it's very challenging. Uh, but at the same time, it's just a part of. But I also think that, like, I also think you get stuck in your own head and you're worried that those expectations are there. And I don't think they are really, except for a certain like like, people. small quotient of people. Like, it's really easy to 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 get swept up in in your own little world where the next thing that you make is going to be really important to loads of people. But it's not <laughs> unless, unless it's actually like good, right? And it gets like I'll do things and I'll put them up and I'll see. Oh, that hasn't been like shared on Tumblr very much. Oh God, ah! it's terrible. Oh no, oh, oh, the, I'm the, a failure. The, me- the metric system. Like, people don't really. People don't. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, people don't really care about like what you're gonna do. They don't really care about what you've done before. Or what you're gonna do next. They just care about the thing that's in front of them right now. That's how people consume images on the internet. They're like, ah, oh, this. They look at Reddit and like something will be on the front page for an hour and they'll look at it and it will just go into the like dustbin of history <laughs> and disappear. Yeah. You just can't be too, you can't be too precious about, about things. What do you think of all this? Like, cause the new age of things, it seems is like, you know, like Tumblr and aren't you, don't you know the Tumblr guys and this whole like, like system? Oh, I, don't really and, know, I don't really know the Tumblr people. I mean, I, I went, which one do you, you like visited them or something, right? Oh yeah, I went to, um, Mike and I went to the Tumblr offices in New York like three years ago. That's right. I but Mike knows I was just there. Um, I was there with uh, Scott C. and Kate Beaton. Mm. And I think our friend Meredith uh, many, many years ago. Wow. But ago. yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know those people. I know like one of the guy, one of the designers there, Peter Vidani, is a really talented guy. I like had some uh, contact with him. But honestly, like I don't, I don't know those guys too well. Do you think it's really important who you know in this industry? I think it helps, but I think it. Um, it's actually that's a really that's a really good question, 
right? Like, yes, but I didn't know anyone before I got into it. Exactly. If that makes sense. And that's right? what I was like, going to say. Like, I, I think had, it does, I had but it doesn't. No contacts. Like, the, the way I did, the way I, so I wrote a, I wrote a Batman story um, for Batman Black and White uh, last year. Oh yeah, I didn't actually, know that. It was, this, it was this year actually. No, it came out this year. Yeah, um, I wrote I a, keep I wrote up a, with you. How dare you? I wrote, um, and that was on my bucket list forever because I had this like one Batman story that I really, really wanted to tell. And I wanted to tell it forever, but I thought, how am I going to tell this? Because I'm not a writer. I have no like credentials. And <laughs> years like the Comic Con that um, actually it was the Comic Con uh, I met you at. Sorry, I met you at. I lost. I lost saw you at. I was in a bar with um, Jock and Francesco Francavilla. And uh, Mark Chirillo, DC guy. Uh, Francesco is a, just a really excellent um, artist. He, a comic artist. He does a bunch of different stuff. Mm. But um, we were hanging out, and I had my portfolio with me because I came straight from the con. And uh, Jock introduced me to Mark Chirillo, who's an art director. And I, like, I wasn't ready. I was like, oh, I just want to have a drink. I've had like a really horrible day. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I just want to like relax. And he's like, no, no, no. And he like just grabbed my portfolio out of my hands and gave it to this guy. And he like flicked through it. And so, like, do you want to do some Batman covers? And I was just like melted on the spot. <laughs> ah, there you go, man. Yeah. So I ended up, um, so I ended up doing a, a Batman cover for Batman Black and White, which I, I was really happy with. I, I actually really liked that piece. Um, Penguin then, with the umbrella, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my friend Becky and I, I uh, Becky Clunan, um, I pitched my story to her because it was like, I really want, like, I, I don't think I'm capable of drawing this story the way I want to do it, but. Um, I think like, do you like it? Is a good story. Like, what do you think? And she's like, oh, this. Was, she wanted to draw it, um, and then we pitched it to him, and he was like, because he he ran Batman Black and White, and uh, he said, uh, no, we're, we're full up. And then someone dropped out, and he said, okay, um, what's that story you had again? And I got to do it. Uh, wow. But he had, so I, I got to. Is it out now? Yeah, it came out. Ages number ago. six, Black and White. Uh, yeah, Batman Black and White number six. Oh, how did uh, I miss this? What's the hell? In the, I love those black and whites. They're great. A yeah, lot of really great talent that just kind of... <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll send you a PDF. I won't send you a PDF. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. I love those I love those black and whites. I remember um, yeah. Raphael Grandpa, I think, is was one of those. He did one a while ago, and it was just really cool because his work is so so awesome. Yeah, I That's think right. the, black and white, like, the black and white format is a really nice format for like weird Batman stories. Yeah, that's very like, cool. Um, damn bucket list stuff then yeah that was that was a total bucket list yeah, but it wasn't like cool. I want to write a Batman story I had this specific Batman story that I wanted to to tell yeah and Batman is a yeah do you can you say the little bit of the premise yeah it was it's, it's um it's only eight pages so it's not it's not this huge thing but I, I wanted to still do a eight story. pages is a lot I wanted to do uh, a story about um one of his uh, one night stands you know he like the the, the premise with Bruce Wayne is that he's this playboy and he like sleeps with all these women and I was like, does he actually sleep with them? Does he not? Um, it was, it was, uh, and I wanted to tell the story of basically four Gotham socialite it girls like uh, Sex and the City, where they're sitting around a table and just discussing dates with Bruce Wayne, and like gradually to like together piecing together the inconsistencies of their time and being like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, and it ends with. Uh, the girl who wakes it basically starts with the girl waking up in Wayne Manor and walking out and talking with Alfred. And then she goes to lunch with her friends and talks about the night she had with, with Bruce. And then you recount the, uh, the final moments of the night. 
with him and it was it was weird i was like am i allowed to like that's hint? a whole world i was like am i allowed to hint that um he like sleeps with these people because it's never actually like it's never actually explicit in the comics right that he's yeah. it's it's always just so blown over in a way that i think is kind of gross it's like oh he's an international playboy he's in the gossip <laughs> women on his hands i'm like what is he what's going on because i think bruce wayne is kind of a sociopath that would like sleep with women to uh like uh, probably um like further his like his secret entity right i think he would just do that as long as he wasn't hurting them i think he would yeah but that's kind of like a weird sleazy thing to do but it's never addressed so i was like sure. i just want to kind of like pose that question how dare you make him more human and and at what point in this story does he put and punch the Joker right in the face? Well, there's a whole thing about <laughs> like, again again like I've basically done like a page by page run through, but like there's the whole thing at the end of the comic is, is a sex scene with him and this this girl, and it's juxtaposed with like him like thinking about brutalizing criminals because <laughs> he's just like not interested. He's still mechanically doing what he thinks that he needs to do to maintain his secret identity mm, it's um, like american psycho but yeah he's he's not present i don't think he's like capable of being present but that was my that was my weird take on that character. yeah what an interesting way to take a, a batman story which is what's so cool though i think isn't batman the most perfect like character in story yeah. i think i think so he's, he's just any he's I don't know. He's like, human. He, he, that's why. He, no, he, but he's not though. <laughs> like, but he is though. He's not a. He's a. He's a weird like billionaire who instead of pumping his money into like the way to fight crime at a grassroots level or like make his city better, <laughs> instead puts it all into like he's a weird, incredibly right wing fantasy. Is it? <laughs> like, but I our, really, I yeah. really enjoy. It. I really enjoy it. Like it. It's. I enjoy the writing, and I think, um, especially like Scott, who's on at the moment, is doing great work. And I think there's been like fantastic Batman stories throughout the times, but like so much of that character is just not questioned, right? And like my silly little eight-page Batman story is not. It's <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> it's not like groundbreaking stuff. But I just want to be like, God, it's like one element that has just well, cut a slice ever out. been questioned. Yeah, you cut a slice out. These are these these beautiful dream things that you're able to manifest, you know. And this is what I'm talking about. It's like these are really cool things that you've managed to to somehow in maybe cuz somebody asked me to ask you uh, cuz we asked, you know, the audience like, "Hey, what do you think we should talk about?" And one of them was, you know, do you, is it important of who you know in the industry? And I guess that when you're in your position now, like being at the table with these people, yeah, because you know when you're at the it helps, but it helps, only yeah. helps in so much as that like you get repeat work. Sure, right? Like it's not so much that you get new work or any better work. It's just that you get like more of the same from yeah. different places. I don't it's know. It's, it's diversifies. It's weird, yeah, it's it's weird. But it, it, even even like no matter who you know. You'll always get the same stuff, which is, hey, remember that thing you did? Can you do that, can you do that for us? That's yeah, it. I'm cursed with this UI shit. What the hell, man? Dude, but it's just, just part to, of like, it, though. If you want to do something that isn't UI, you need to get out and like... I'm doing it. And, and, and do a sick thing by yourself. And then like... But make sure that sick thing you do is the thing you want to be asked to, yes. to do for other people yeah. for the next four years because that's that's what people... Or like, 10 people years. Have. 
people have no imagination when they're like when they're hiring designers and illustrators sure i mean it, it depends on what some some people um or you know will be able to see beyond somebody's style or be able to push them into a certain direction that's a certain type of person i i equate that to a really good like uh, mineral definer or somebody that can go out to a, a stretch of land and go there's gold here you know and yeah, kind yeah. of having that intuitive <laughs> that's a good that's a good image well it's kind of like if you think about it so if i so if i saw somebody's work and, and it, it had a certain flavor and style mm. and it was their voice and but i i, I knew that i could I, I saw where i wanted everything to go and then i would be able to oh you know i think if i pushed you a certain way like you might not know 3d now but I think if, if I taught you 3D and if you learned it properly in your own style, yeah. you could come up with a whole new style because everybody's going with mm. like everybody's like I guess that's just kind of how it is though, right? I, you know, these are all ideas and they're propagating around the world and we're sharing them, and people clump to certain things, right? There, you know, Star Wars is a is is a common thing that a lot of people think about all the fan art and and the 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 gen, like think about all the generated art that comes off of just one franchise you know as star wars yeah. is you know that's or, so funny i just i actually just designed a new star wars poster this afternoon <laughs> ah look at you man just sucking <laughs> just on that star wars titty <laughs> no i just like it was just i had this idea for and fun. i was like i wasn't yeah it was just for fun i was like i've been working on this video game for ages i was like what if i did do another one and i like had an idea and i was like oh i really like that cool so I, so I did it what do you think also like there's another this is another really big topic and 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 uh and i know it's probably kind of be kind of i don't maybe not sensitive to you i guess you probably don't care but there are a lot of i don't know what would you say like people influenced quote unquote by your work and yeah that's fine like what, what do you what think I, of that like because it's a really touchy subject i guess you no, know it's not a touchy subject at all i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fine. That's, I, yeah. I would only care right if i thought someone was doing it better than me oh this is so wonderful that's a great it's, response yeah <laughs> it's like it's like if somebody does something that looks like your shit like but only the something that you could never imagine yourself being able to do right like yeah that would drive me that would make me insane because they beat you I, yeah because yeah, they beat you. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of, that's a good way of putting it but you like you see you see a lot of stuff that looks really similar and it's obviously like there's there's a level of influence that maybe i mean sometimes sometimes it's obvious right because like people send me stuff a lot of the time and i'm like yeah that's not that's not really a rip like you think that's a rip you've just noticed some similarities and there's some influence there similar sometimes something looks similar and then like you do a color dropper and it's like, oh, you know that someone's like, I dropped your piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But mostly, like, who gives who gives a shit? Like, yeah. It's not, hurt, it's not hurting you. Like, I, I don't. Like, I, you go back and you look at my shit on Threadless, and like, a lot of it is straight up influenced, like traces of other stupid bullshit. Like, I don't. Like, I just don't care. There's not enough time in the day to care. Um, sure. Usually, it's somebody who is imitating and will eventually like find their own voice they'll figure something out or they'll or they'll figure out the thing that takes to the next level i whenever i think about those star wars pieces that people people always say like oh someone's someone's always ripped off those star wars pieces because those are like by far the most popular posted work i've done but like I look at those pieces and I see all the influences that I took when I designed them, which is like Dan McCarthy, Dan Danger, Noma Bar, like all these people that I was like, I really like Noma Bar's work. I really like what he's doing with his visual puns and stuff, but I want to like have my own 
original visual puns, but I also want to make them less graphic. I want to make them more illustrative. And I want to take elements in the layering of like Dan Dangerous and Dan McCarthy and I'll like combine them into something that is like my own thing. And I'm totally fine just saying, yeah, that those to me felt like a mashup of two different people's styles with my own sense of color and composition. And yeah. that's like, and that's like what it is. You, you learn by imitation. You yes, make things better by um, mashing things up, by assimilating other, like by unpicking other people's styles and figuring out why they work, why, why you like them. It's not good enough to say, I like this. You have to be like, why do I like this? Why is this working the way it does? Oh, um, I guess I can, I, I've learned this now and I can like use this to communicate my own things. Oh, it's, it's challenging. Yeah, like, but I think yeah, the key that you just said here, because you're, you're as, as you're saying, and, uh, and I, I agree and I do the same thing, is, is our influences. We're, we're constantly being influenced by things. But sometimes when it's too direct, it's like right instantly. Like you said, people just take the, the they'll lift the color right off of your thing and use it for their own, whatever. But the thing that you're saying and, and I agree with and I find to be very important for my own work is, is you don't pull from one well, pull from many. Oh, Be inspired yeah. like, by as much as you can. Don't, yeah. don't fucking like, people say, actually, that's the other, like going back to our earlier conversation, people always ask, what books should I read? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my, my answer to that is any fucking book that isn't a design book. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people like want me to be like, oh, well, there's a, like this book on Saul Bass and there's this book on <laughs> Blazer and here's another book about like great post design. And it's like, sure. no, fuck those books. They're great resources, but read like just read anything else sure and read I, stephen king read like uh proust read fucking anything just yeah. like it doesn't matter what it is just expose yourself to as much creativity as you can yeah like it, it yeah i don't know i say read everything you know read the design books then read everything else like don't yeah. just rely on what's done in the past because yeah. that's the funny and, thing about design it's very elusive and it and the funny thing too as i equate it to and i was having a funny conversation with a friend the other day about um design is very interesting where i maybe it's because i have a hard time drawing it's really a struggle like i think i'm in the same boat with you as when i see a comic artist i'm yeah. like what the hell like how are you drawing this whole thing but you're really good but you're a really good artist though you're like you're actually a really good draftsman not even close. I'm I'm so far away from anywhere that I would like to be, and so I of feel. Course, but that, that, that I feel. But I feel that it's like, if you don't mind me being like critical of you as a person for a second. No, kill no, me. No, no, no. I feel like you're constantly. I, even you, you've mentioned it a couple of times in this conversation that we've been having. But you're very much like, I'm not where I want to be. When I saw you, I was jealous of like where you were. You're constantly looking at like where you want to be next, which is sort of admirable. But I think you have to like step back and like just enjoy <laughs> sure like, sure there are moments i have like a couple hours of those moments and then it's like it's on it's great i think um maybe it because i like to look so far away that i see where i my potential needs to be in 10 years and i expect it to be here like sooner you know what i mean it's kind of it's a weird thing uh, it's 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 a i don't know where it came from it kind of happened when i was around like 20 years old i think and I've been really hard on myself wanting to be the best that I can be. Um, and I'm, it's slowly there. It's just, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like my wife constantly reminds me like, you need to stop and chill and, 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 and enjoy things for the second that you can, you know, and, and, and enjoy these little steps because it's not about the destination. It's about that journey, you know? So, yeah. 
I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I'll see some 16-year-old kid on the internet who's like a sick like, concept artist. And, what the hell, man? And I will get so angry that like, if I'm in bed, <laughs> I will get out of bed and I will just go into my office and start Because <laughs> I'm like, no! You Same. How Same. dare you be as good as you are? Yes. <laughs> Fuck everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and be miserable and... Uh, and <laughs> that's fun. at that same nice. moment last oh, night yeah. yeah that's funny that you have that and that's no of that, course of course you motivating have it. I think, yeah i think it is i think that's like that's secretly the thing that you worry about advising people to have inside of them in order to be good <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah well because you know how hard it is wanna, to yeah, like you you want to say like you want to be able to say oh you know what you should work hard and and pay attention and be critical and those are all good pieces of advice but if you'd like but the real thing that, I mean, this is how I work and I think you work and how a lot of other people work that no one ever wants to talk about is you just need to be like really insecure and selfish. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? like, yeah, it's very true. You yes. just have to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to go to that party tonight because I have a really sick idea for a Star Wars poster. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, maybe that really conflicts gonna... when you have a family, but it's very true no, though. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, that, that must it's, suck it's, for you having a family. It, it, well, no, it's awesome, <laughs> no, but it's just, no, but I'm it's still, true. Of the, course, the, I'm being like fucking facetious, but yeah. no, of course. But that's that. You know, the, especially the first couple years of my marriage was totally rocky because I was coming off of just being a single guy for so many years. I remember because you were a prologue, right? And then you were yeah, um, yeah, and, and that was that couldn't have been easy. No, it was a lot of juggling, and then it was like yeah. I remember having a, a deep conversation with my older brother, and he's always been a really big influence on me. And somehow, I don't know how it turned into it, but he was, he was like, yeah, well, you're being incredibly selfish. And, and it was the first time that somebody had said that to me about my position and career. Because I thought I was doing this like for myself, obviously, but also for the family. It was like, so that I could do what I want to do, what I feel I'm supposed to do, what I'm yeah. supposed to live up to. But also by living up to my own expectations, it'll lead to happiness in the family. But I was like opposite. I was like gone, you know, I was, I disappeared for a year kind of, you know, and just worked. Mm. And it was a weird, it was a really weird wake up call for me. I was like, wow, it's true. Like, mm. but at the same time I have to somehow yeah. pay the bills, you know, and I'm, I, I would, I would literally be the most upset curmudgeon-y asshole if I had to do anything other than what I do now. Yeah. I know it. It's like, I cannot not do this. <laughs> It's like, yeah, my life would not be where it needs to be if I it's had. Different. Like, I think I, I like working really, really hard and like ignoring personal health and relationships and everything. <laughs> like that, right? Like, uh, but my, but, but because of the situation that I'm in, I, I'm not working on films. I'm not working on anything else. So that will last like two, three weeks at most, and then I'll. So it, I don't get dragged into those crazy situations where you're working on something for a year and you don't have time to see anyone or do anything or like six months or do you know what I mean? Like it, yes. I can, I can take that in, I can totally take that and I can totally take the hit in short bursts, but long term, it doesn't, it like doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. It's challenging. It's very challenging. And, if, and I, if that's just all choices. So the work life balance has been one of the strong, like the hardest things for me to deal with and to figure out, you know, but like I said, I think if I hadn't had, like my wife and I sometimes joke, like, man, if I didn't have the family, like, I'd just be like fucking crazy. I wouldn't be in the states, probably. It'd just be like some crazy. But at the same time, I would. I don't think I would have been the man that I am today at all in any mm. way. I wouldn't think I would have probably even had the balls to jump and go do prologue. You know, 
I think when I realized I was going to be a dad and a husband, I realized I'd better step my shit up, stop messing around Mm. and, 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 and make a, make a name for myself. And so it's just weird. You know, the choices that you make define you and it's just, it's really interesting. And to go back and talk about like what we just said and the honest truth of a lot of designers, it's like, we're completely, uh, self-indulgent, egotistical and, and, uh, and insecure. Yeah, like I'm a real shit. (laughs) (laughs) You have a very, uh, that's one thing I loved about when we would talk to, you have a very honest, like you're very honest, but you do care. Like you have a very big heart as well. But then you also, but but you're like, but I love how honest you are about stuff. Like not everybody will admit, like when you did that talk in front of everybody, you're like, I'm going to talk about myself. Like it, that's basically why everybody's there, but nobody admitted that that openly. You know what I mean? And it's just funny. Like, not everybody would it's allow like that, that. That whole situation of like standing up on a stage and being like, me, 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 me. It's it's an inherently ridiculous situation, right? Like, yeah, it is. That be like, and mostly if you ask me about why I did a thing, like here's this. This is what I did this week. I did it because I thought it was good and it was the only good idea I could come up with. Here's the other thing I did. I did it because <laughs> it was good and it was the only thing I could think of at the time. You're like, that's <laughs> essentially like my entire fucking career. It's like, oh, I did this because it was the idea that I had at the time and I thought it was good enough to finish. Like, what, <laughs> what do you think it is about people wanting to watch that? Because I watched some of those and I have partaked in those and I remember being really yeah. enthralled by it. and and even I don't now know. I've like never, i've never watched i know i've never watched a single like design have you watched steve about. jobs like his speech at that school did you watch nope. that nope. no you don't, don't watch any I don't, speeches I don't, or find anything? It, I don't find them interesting like no? i i don't find them interesting like it's really nice already. to see well no it's not the fucking i, I don't have the answers i just like i was <laughs> giving you shit i watched, I watched neil gaiman talk at the university and he just says everybody make good art and everyone gets up on their like everyone gets out of the seats and starts clapping i'm like well no fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) what i mean yeah yeah a lot of it just feels like really self-congratulatory and weird like i would better serve those people and myself by spending the time and effort into just making something new yes like standing up in front of a bunch of people like unless i had something actually to say and the thing i would say actually the, the, the actual thing i would I would go and do now if I was asked to speak at a design at like a college or at a design festival is I would go and tell people to like not be in design. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, take all of the cool things that you've learned, take all of your skills and go make a video game, go make a movie, go do something else. Like sure. your skills there will be like better served. And well, cause it's oversaturated. Is that why it's not just oversaturated? It's like, I feel like if you take a, a well-defined um, and uh, like if you take a if you take a design sensibility and apply it to basically any other like medium, yeah, it's great. It, it, like it, it's always way more successful. It's like it is it's true. Did you did you see um? Do you know uh, a game called Monument Valley on the iPad? No, okay, I'm, not, so it's this, I'm not a big game guy. I should. I know, I know, I know. But like, okay, so it's a really simple iPad game. That's oh. beautiful. But it was made by a company that doesn't make video games. They were just like a web and design company. And they're like, hey, let's make an iPad game. And it won like it won an Apple Design Award for being a fucking sick video game. Hmm. And so many of these industries like film, uh, graphics, uh, video games, they're all so insular. I wish people would like just 
step out of the comfort zone and go. I mean, it's not it's easier said than done. It's not easy. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't just do it. But would, like, if I said like, if I said to you, you as a designer, you as an illustrator, you like the things that you like. You like the you like world building. You like designing. You like all these all these things. You like telling stories. These are all things you could do in a video game. Like these are all things you can do in a comic. Why aren't you doing that? Why are you doing like UI design? Exactly. No, I mean, I'm doing it. And <laughs> it's just I have to pay the bills still. It's just like I know, I know. Seventy <laughs> percent of my not, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, that, that's not an indictment of you as a character. No, I'm no, but I, no, I, but I'm, I'm explaining it, and I'm sure a lot yeah. of people connect with that. It's like, but at the same time, I totally, I'm a hundred percent there with you. We haven't talked for a while, so there's a lot of really yeah, crazy yeah. things going on in my life that I haven't I'm really sure. showed to anybody. But no, I agree a hundred percent. This is really beautiful. It reminds me the art looks really great. It, lo- it reminds me of um, uh, Alex Preston's Hyperlight Drifter. Have you seen that? Hyperlight uh, Drifter. Yeah, Have no, I've seen, seen Hyperlight Drifter, yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Like, This isn't pixel art, but it's like really just awesome. I love all this stuff. I need to check this stuff out. The game no, is I, really fun too, huh? Yeah, it's really good. It's really smart. The, um, I hear the DLC. I haven't played the DLC, but I hear it's really good. Yeah. I love uh, games that look like this. I need to play yeah. this. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a fucking beautiful game. But again, it's designed by people that um, hadn't made a lot of games. I think Ken Wong, who's a guy that you should actually interview because he's really good. Ken Wong. Uh, yeah, Ken Wong. He's the guy that designed this game, uh, and I think he would made games before. But I think he was working at a company that didn't. I and I could be horribly wrong hmm. here, right? Like I could be massively wrong. But I don't think they've made any games before this. Before this. Okay. Yeah, and I'm looking they at his did work, yeah. different stuff. Beautiful. Um, I agree, though, 100% with you about like cross pollination, like taking what you learn about this stuff and don't just continue to make logos. Well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then fuck it. Do whatever you got to do. Don't listen to us. But if you feel conflicted or you want to try and change it. Oh, you can go make logos. Like, my favorite thing about working on the game I am making right now is that, like, I get to design every book cover, every bit of serial packaging, every like shitty little thing in the game. And the great thing about it is that I can do whatever I want. Yes. And you never have that moment where you're like, oh, if only I could like this box is like a weird shape. If only I could I just make the box bigger. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're building object. worlds. You can just yeah, you can just do it whatever way you want. It's fantastic. All right. All right now talk about this game. Sorry, I keep talk about this game. Okay. Over. So what is uh, this? How did this come about? What is it about? Um, What's the deal? Okay, so I'm working on this game called Firewatch. Firewatch, www.firewatchgame.com. That's my one standard plug that I'm going to do. Bam. Bam. We'll have a link. Uh, we'll have look a link it out. on the podcast too. <laughs> Check <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> um, Tell your mom. Summer 2015. Summertime that you guys are estimating a, a drink. Oh, uh, we don't, yeah. I, actually, I don't think I should have said summertime. I think I should have said <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's a, uh, okay, so I should probably go back to start with when I met a guy called um, Jake Rodkin, who was working at Telltale at the time. Do you know Telltale? You're not a game guy, but Telltale made, um, they bought the licenses to a bunch of old adventure games and made sequels to them. So they made like Sam and Max, they made new Sam and Max games, Sam and Max and old point-to-click adventure, and new Monkey Island games. And um, I really liked these games and i think i tweeted when sound max season three came out which was sub- like this fucking sublime game uh i think i just tweeted like oh man i really like sound max and the guy called jake who was uh, a director on that season saw my tweet and um just got in touch and we talked and it really became clear really 
quickly that he was a guy that was really, really good at critiquing work. Like I'd send him things I was working on and he'd like give me really, really astute, valuable like criticisms of, of and those people are like as you know, like incredibly invaluable to have around, right? The gold, yeah. Like someone who would like give you a valuable criticism and not care about your feelings being hurt. <laughs> also, but also give you a personal reaction and be like, maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I feel. And then you know, you can kind of like choose, you can kind of pick and choose which of theirs, which of their like. Anyway, this guy was like fucking great. And we just sort of became friends. And eventually they worked on a game called The Walking Dead, which uh, won a bunch of Game of the Year awards. Uh, you know, it's based on the Robert Kirkman um, graphic novel, Robert Kirkman and uh, Charlie He's Adlard. A, that's the original um, graphic novel that started yeah. the whole the whole deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and What's this guy's name that you that was? Oh, uh, uh, so it's, it's a guy called Jake, uh, and he and Jake Lee, last name Jake Rodkin. Okay. Uh, Jake Rodkin and Sean Vanneman were the creative leads on the Walking Dead video game, which was fantastic, and I was like raving over it. I thought it was incredible um, i heard great things and was, about it yeah and i was i was friends with jake and uh anyway they came into town to uh go to the baftas um they came to london and we met up and they were talking about like you know possibly you know going on and doing their own thing and i said well you know if you need an artist whatever let's talk and we did and that just sort of happened and now i'm making a video game <laughs> that's that's awesome. like it yeah, so we have um, we got some uh, we got some funding from a company called Panic, who you might know if you've ever uploaded something on an FTP on Mac. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and <laughs> we're making a game about uh, a man in a forest by himself in uh, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Then it's like the obscurity of it. Is probably going to lead to some really fun experiences. There is definitely some stuff. Like I can't, we can't really talk too much about the story. Sure, uh, good. Keep it tight. But, don't don't release any of that stuff. Obviously. No, but it, it's 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 good. I think it's I think it's going to be good. Like I'm, I can't I can't be uh, too, um, I can't be too obviously enthusiastic about it. But uh, <laughs> like, I've never made a game before, right? So I don't sure. know what I don't know where we're at. Like, it. The weird thing about making video games is that it's Everything's terrible until like the last minute. <laughs> well, that's like movies, though. Movies yeah, are yeah, the yeah. Same. It, it sucks. But, but in a movie, like you don't get stuck on the scenery when you try and walk around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean like, kind you of. You know, if you're out there filming and the light sucks, you're like, ugh. Yeah. It's kind of similar. But I, I, mean, I don't yeah. know. I've never played a. I never made a video game, so I should shut up. But I, I hear what you're saying. You're trying to. I've heard that same thing. I watched that documentary. This is a little bit I know. I watched that documentary, the indie game. Oh yeah, indie. My my mate Phil is in that movie. It's when I watched it, I was like, uh. Who did you, who did you, okay, so um, I have an interesting question for you. Like, so my friend Phil was in that movie, uh, Phil Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came out of that like a lot of people think he came out of that movie quite badly. Yeah. Right, like. But who did you relate to the most in that film? In that film, as a creator, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like, and I think that's that's just the line. People are like, people are like, why is why does he care so much? Why isn't why doesn't he just chill out? I'm like, you, sh- you just don't. Maybe you just you don't, don't get, get it. it. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's possessed. He's fucking sick in the head, like the rest of us. Like, yeah, exactly. W- yeah, right? it, oh, I'm so glad you said that because. Um, 
he what? like I mean he he talks a bunch of shit on Twitter and sometimes he maybe should cool it a little bit but he, yeah he, I I completely relate to him yeah Aspergers <laughs> or something something oh uh, no he no he's just no he's just uh, passionate dude seems yeah. like he's got like the focus and stuff but yeah, yeah. that that movie uh, was shocking because it's like a personal journal but you're watching like a part of yourself like suffer mm. <laughs> and yep. it's yeah the journey that um have you seen uh print the legend i, I bring that up quite a few times no too. i haven't that's interesting you should watch that one it's a okay, really interesting it print the oh, legend i will make a note it's about the 3d printing enterprise and um interesting shit like it's it's mostly about like character change people changing evolution of people's Okay. You know, you, you when you start something, you say, you know, I want to be this fucking badass guy. You know, like well, I want to, you know, a lot of people like let's just use a a temple person. Like I want to be Steve Jobs. You know, people that have no clue what it is to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so when you go from point A to point B, the transformation of the person that wants to become this one idea that they had, the ideal, it's yeah. crazy. So this that film for me is about character change. And it's real life people, and they're making decisions, and it's very interesting stuff. I mean, it's very it's very subtle in certain ways, and um, it starts slow. It takes about thirty minutes to really start kicking up because it had to build the, everybody up. But uh, it's 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 really entertaining for me. It was at least I thought, and I think you'll get it. You'll understand it and like sure. it. But it's similar in that thing, you know, where we have goals, and then along the way. You know how much you change. I also bring up Todd McFarlane a lot because I like this documentary of his that I watch every other month or so called "The Devil You Know." Have you seen that? No. It's really fascinating because it, it's it's basically Todd's like path and his journey. You know, from mm. living in a trailer park to drawing Spider-Man, then creating Spawn, then being a millionaire, then creating a toy manufacturer, and and so becoming from like this quiet kind of kept to himself comic creator to this very loud big voice in the industry you know Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just fascinating stuff you know right the transformation of people is just crazy you know it's just it's fascinating i don't know i love i love studying people i think we're such weirdos such weird people (laughs) everyone's a weirdo that's my (laughs) oh yeah of course everybody even the most simple sane person you know is probably the most weird because you're like how are you doing that (laughs) Who are some artists now that you're really into? Are there anybody oh, that's God. that's I'm sure cuz you have all your like being around comic artists that's the fucking best because those yeah, guys it's tough like are it, some of the best. There there are artists that you know like, there's artists that I love whose work I have no desire to like emulate but I I love that it exists. Sure. And that's always like a distinction for me. There's people that are doing stuff that I wish I were able to do, and there's people who just do great stuff that I that I can just sit back and enjoy without any like vested jealousy or <laughs> interest. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, who do yeah. I like right now? Like, mm, that's a really good question. Um, I like when I see work. I, I Sorry, always want to do it though. I'm like when I see really great work. Nah, this this work that you know, like the, you just don't want to bother. <laughs> God, you know what? Uh, there's oh god um there's uh, i've forgotten her name <laughs> she's just really amazing i'm gonna look this up uh i remember you had the, this really beautiful book at prologue it had oh charlie harper is is has always been um uh a, i've always been a big fan but like um there's a uh, a woman who did a bunch of oh jillian tamaki of course yes Sorry, I had to look that up. Terrible. Um, Julian Tamaki 
did a bunch of uh, hand-sewn um, covers for Penguin Books. Like, the, like she did these like beautiful mm. sewn images, and like they, they obviously the books themselves weren't sewn; they were just like it was a photo of the finished piece. But they were so original and interesting, and mm. yeah, these are cool, like beautiful. But it's not something that I would ever like want to do myself. There you go. Yeah, but I, I love that. But I love that they exist, <laughs> and they're so gorgeous. Um, yeah, those are nice. I like the idea. It's interesting. Just kind of, you get a whole different yeah. textile like quality out of it, and you have exactly. to really be cautious. So, like, yeah, there's so how much. How you use stuff. it? Yeah, the, it's weird. They're very. They're full of texture, but they're also quite graphic. There's this artist yeah. I meant to send you that I thought you might like, but I can't remember his name now. He's this French guy, really obscure. But he did some really cool stuff that I think you would dig. When uh, I find it again, I'll send oh, it to you. Speaking of, speaking of French people, uh, uh, Nico, <laughs> Nico Delors. Uh, Nicolas uh, Delors is, I think it's Delors. Unless it's Delort, which I doubt because he's fucking French. But um, he's amazing. He's so good. He oh yeah, a, yeah. He's really fantastic. Yeah, you know, he does yeah. like uh, incredibly detailed uh, ink and clay board and like cross hatch work. Uh, how dare this person? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, one of the, oh. he's one of those guys that you're like, no, get out. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, <laughs> yeah. could you? Why are you here? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're ruining this party with your. <laughs> yeah, you're setting. You were the having bell a really curve. nice time until you came along and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like there's another guy that does Mondo stuff that has this crazy level of insanity, line work and stuff. Hawkey. Yeah, um, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, Hawkey, yeah, Hawkey's another one of those guys that's like, obviously his work is insanely brilliant, but I'm not jealous because it's not the kind of work that I want to make. Yeah, okay, that's a prime right? example then, yeah. But I, would, that's but, I would, example. but I would put it on my wall, like I would cherish, yeah. I would cherish owning Admire a piece it, yeah. of his work because it's gorgeous. Yeah. But it's not something that that I that I want for myself. Yeah, right? like I would say, like I, I the people whose work I look at. Um, this is like a pretty obvious one, and but uh, Keller House. Keller House. Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, that guy. He's a designer, right? He does all the. He just does like all the posters, of- like David Fincher movies, and he did yeah, Under the Skin. Yeah. And I like them because, like. I always feel chained, like when you were talking about earlier about like the expectation, I feel like the one thing that I do always feel chained to is the, is like coming up with a clever trick every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. Which yeah. I do, which I do enjoy. Like I actually enjoy the quest for that. But at the same time, like I, I don't draw. Like, but I, no, no, not draw. <laughs> just like, just create like Keller House feels like he's communicating so much, but it's never on the nose. It's always like quite sort of a vague um it's interpreted too yeah it's 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 a very sort of thematic poster that 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 conjures the feeling of the film without getting too uh obviously like representative with any like one particular facet and and i really like that and i i don't think i have the capability to to do that or at least i I haven't tried or yeah or, or I, I'd to. be, or I'd be worried about like fucking face planting on a on a terrible. <laughs> on a, you know what I mean? Like yes, I'm just yes. like scrolling through his portfolio now, and I'm like, oh, it's all just really beautiful. He has a he has a <laughs> really beautiful work. He has a very uh, obvious but um, refined and reserved style that I think is 
that I think does credit to the the projects that he takes on. Yeah, it's a perfect fit. I think I think he's a perfect fit for directors like Fincher. Fincher, yeah, uh, I think they both see very similarly. I think like yeah. they're the the viewpoint that they look through the world is very similar. I wonder how I wonder how much of a symbiotic like visual relationship they have with each other, right? Like, I'm sure that uh, like Keller House probably feeds off Fincher, and Fincher probably feeds off Keller House. And this, oh yeah, in this of in course. this weird way. And I love I love seeing those those relationships develop. It's really uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, I'd imagine that's really yeah. I think it, he's one of those guys too. I admire his work and. There's an unspoken beauty to almost everything that he puts on his website that it just kind of leaves me going, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it. And, and any time that I ever go like, ah, I don't want to focus or deal with design when I see work like his at his level, when it touches me in that weird spot that I don't understand yet, but I do appreciate. Mm. It's on the tip of the tongue, like you're saying, kind of. It's the same like it's it's not it's a more subjective thing and i mm. i really um i get excited you know i get excited about it cuz that's what it is for me at least um when i see other art like you talked about like you'll be chilling and then you see some fucking like 12 year old in scandinavia just ripping it up you're like what oh <laughs> you got to get out of bed and you got to go and draw and <laughs> whatever i'm doing right now is not as important as beating this 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> I must <laughs> keep up. No, and, and you'll never win because the, the the amount of sheer talent and skill. But the cool thing about yeah. that is is everybody's on their own level in their own. We're all we're all coming from the same spot basically. But I think that if you're really leading yourself and you're creating, you're jumping a, a, away from that beginning spot. You're constantly going further out. You know, it, there's a lot of really funny symbolisms that I put towards like the creative spirit and like our world you know i equate like a really powerful person to being almost like a sun and and and, and the explosion creates their own galaxy and that gravity holds people to them and you know they'll have fans or but you know suns eventually burn out you know and these things and and it's almost like we all come from a big bang you know the big bang is is the creation of ourselves and the discovery of us liking art or whatever this thing is or or singing or music of some sort but if you continually push you forward on your trajectory, like you become your own galaxy, you know, I'm speaking out hippie no, that's talk, very, but that's, that's a very pretty metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at it like that in some way. Cause if not, then I get depressed, <laughs> but yeah. Do you feel so this, so the video game, there's no ETA, right? There's no, like you guys have no launch date or anything like that. Uh, not officially. We have the date that we run out of money and we have to release the game. <laughs> but, uh, but we do, yeah, no, uh, we have, we're not going to, we wouldn't do that. We'd, uh, we're not going to do it. Like I, we're t- a small team of people. That yeah, how many people not, are involved on uh, it? Uh, 10. 10 people. That's great though. Isn't it great to yeah. keep it small? Yeah, or, it's 10, but you know, like there's only, uh, it's just me and Jane in the art department and like Paolo's a graphics programmer, but he's not really like in the uh he's not really makes any choices about how the game looks um so really it's only two in the art department and that's what i'm focused on i mean i've had it's such a small team so everyone's forced to wear a lot of hats so which is great we've all had uh input into different like areas definitely like i've had some impact on like plot and game design and stuff you know not as much as um the art or anything else but but it's nice to be part of a team 
Well, you're, pretty, I've never you're really big into games, though, right? Like, you're, oh yeah, massively. Like, I played so many games. I think your tw- Twitter is all about video game porn. You're all like, oh, freaking video game! Ah, oh, I just played. Well, it's like, <laughs> you yeah, love them though. It's cool. I, I can tell. Yeah, it's uh, it's they are my jam. I I love a good video game. And that's where I think a lot of this stuff that you're creating distills from this love and this passion for, you know, creation or like being excited about oh, like this level is so cool or it gets me excited or this gives me inspiration. I really should get more into video games. I think the reason why I honestly don't is because I'm afraid of them. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. of, of, of my productivity level because I'm very productive now and I'm just really afraid of losing that. But I, I, I maybe I should take a little um, advice from your... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. like I, I play a lot of video games, right? But I don't play a lot of video games that much i kind of play the first two hours or hour of something and i'm just like yep i got what i needed to from this and maybe that's that's not how most people play video games but i guess like i'm always looking for the next one that's going to really really grab me has there been something recently that's really Um, nailed it for you Oh, uh, this year's been this year's been not great dragon age has been good but it's you love that game huh i mean I, i really like um or is it like games in general? But there's like a sketch. This card starts with an S. So, uh, there's a game that you're really like raving about. Damn it! I can't think of the name of it. It's like one name, one word. Oh, oh well. you're just all over it. I can't remember the names. It's... No. Uh, what did I like this year? I, you know what? There, there were certain games that um, that were really admirable, but didn't like grab me. Mm. So like. The biggest one I can think of is Alien and Isolation is a game that is insane in the like it's actually just an it's, it's an insane game. So the I have the, that game. You you have it? I'm sure I, you do. It's the first game I bought. Seems, yeah, this seems like the sort of thing you'd really like forever, because the yeah. set design and everything is fucking insane. Oh, it's, it's so it's so honoring it's so beautiful. guys. Yeah. And just the lengths that the UI and the VFX and the like design people on that game took to recreate the feel of that movie yeah. are so admirable. It's but the actual, game, the actual game is, is really good, but it's not for me. Like The checkpointing is not right. It's too stressful. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's a 22-hour long game or something, which is wow. just like, I don't have... Like I don't have time for that, but also a horror game that lasts twenty two hours. You're just gonna get like it, it, it's gonna wear out. It's gonna wear out as welcome, right? Like you can <laughs> I put only two keep, hours in. I was like, Aah. yeah, exactly. And you, can, and you can't keep that intensity up for for that long. I would much rather that game be a refined like five, four, like six hours, and that would be perfect. Like that's that's for the you. kind of game. Those are the kind of games that, that personally I want. I want like shorter more interesting games hmm. more almost like opposite for the film thing for me because for film certain films i'm like oh that would have been so much better if it was a 12 episode series you know yeah no I, I agree like but small. also like don't do you not feel that like films generally are getting longer and that's a bad thing yeah well i think films in as a medium uh films are in a huge horrible place basically you know mm. like they're basically uh it's they're becoming the i i i say sometimes i look at where films are going to be in 10 years is going to be kind of as we look at the broadway musical now we used to you know like musicals and theater and all that stuff used to run the world in a sense of entertainment but 
I think the same thing. I, I think interactive uh, games and VR and all that, the next world of consumption, it's, mm. it's a whole it's different... Tough to, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to say. I don't think films are, are going away anytime soon. And no, they're going to be like books, you know. Books are still here. There's still yeah, so much. There's, there's a huge difference between films and books, though, just in terms of, like, it costs one person basically nothing to make a book. Right. Hey, it costs, it costs you a like lot of money. <laughs> nah. a living, yeah, it's, like it's, it costs you a living wage. Like, what's a living wage for a year? That's what it costs to to write a book. Um, usually, a, a prominent is, writer takes two years to write a book. Yeah, so like, like it it costs a living wage for one person to make a book, whereas a film costs millions of dollars. Most, oh yeah, like, well, cost wise, not all films though. Not all films. Not all. Not films. all films. No, uh, you can make really good. Like a film that I saw recently that I really enjoyed. Did you see Blue Ruin? No, but I hear it's amazing. I can't wait yep. to watch it. It's, it's on my it's another. Really good. It's really yeah. good. It's a it's a Kickstarter um, film that I think it was. I, I wonder how much. What was the actual budget of that film? But that is up. a that is a film that looks expensive in in every way except its actors. And the actors <laughs> are like the actors are really good. They just you know they're not the kind of people that you like that you are going to see in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. But so much more like characterful and interesting, and actually like serve the film much better for it. Hmm. It's a like I really enjoyed it. It it I've has that problem. Things. It has that problem with um. I found that w- with most kind of like thriller uh, movies, and like same problem with horror and most genre stuff in general, in that it kind of falls apart in the third act. Sure. A little bit, not as badly as as some of the films, but it it definitely um. The first two acts are a lot stronger. It's really it's, it's really challenging it's, to write and to carry somebody along, and then you know, especially somebody as well versed as we are in films and the things we love, and to show you something unique and different, or to drop you on your head. Yeah, I don't think you need to show anyone any, anything unique. I just think you need to do it well, and that's actually one of the things that's really interesting about this film is that it, like not much of it feels particularly unique. It's just really well made and incredibly well made for the amount of money that it was made with which i think it didn't it, doesn't show up in wikipedia but yeah um it made it was, about a million at the box office yeah so but the, it, was on, it was a i believe it was a kickstarter film but i might be uh i might be wrong um yeah it is yeah it says a uh, funded producer production film through a kick, successful kickstarter campaign which yeah. be called the thirty-seven thirty-seven thousand dollars. Um, this movie was raised on Kickstarter. Wow, thirty-seven thousand! And it's a and it's a beautifully short film. Like, well, there you go. The I did, that just trumped is, your your whole book discussion because people make more than that a year. So. That's true, but this film was probably shot over like two. Like if if you know, uh, you're, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah I would have to but, see the details. Maybe I'd get one of those people on the podcast. Anybody listening, send me their. You stuff. should. Yeah, that'd it's, be awesome. Uh, I want to watch it. I've heard really great things. The, another yeah, really great one that you might like is the Imposter. Have you seen that? Oh no, I haven't. But I really like oh, it. Fucking awesome! I love it. It's fantastic. I've yeah. referred everybody to watch that. <laughs> you're in the UK too. Have you we, have. Have we seen any of the same movies? I feel like we. Oh, have you seen this? No. Have you seen The Hobbit? <laughs> Actually, uh, seen we that. can talk about. Uh, we've both seen Akira, so yeah, you know, we've talked about that enough. But oh, we haven't actually watched either of the same movies. At but we have watched the right? like, But we have watched Jodorowsky's June. Yeah. Okay, we can talk about that. That's a fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Such a wonderful movie. I loved it. Yeah. What did you get away? What was your takeaway from it? Because I'm curious. Because I had uh, I had many things I took away from that, but. God. Okay. Um, I thought. 
it provided a lot of really interesting context for what happens when you put a group of talented people together, like good things come from it, right? That that's that's the takeaway when you have like David O'Bannon and um Mobius and uh HR Gaga. And yeah, Ron. Right. Cobb and that's like yeah, and you and that and that begets alien. But yeah. Like Yarovsky is an incredibly talented man, but seems better when he's just doing his own thing without, you know, do you know what I mean? Like he, like when it was just him and one other person, he made the incal and he made all these other, like, yeah, he's one of those people who, who's, whose work is probably diluted the more people he works with. Sure. That's pretty common, right? I mean, yeah, then I don't know, like sometimes, but then other times you get people who bring the best out of a lot of like any, any, I would say that any uh, successful director has to be someone who will make the most out of everybody, right? Because a film isn't made by one person. It's a fucking miracle that any movie gets made at all. It is. I can't even believe it. <laughs> and when I watch a great yeah. movie, I'm like, holy shit, this is yeah. awesome. Like, this exactly. Is, <laughs> yeah, watching, right. Like, I just saw a Unicorn. It's epic. Yeah, and you, have a much, and, you, and you have a much greater appreciation of that because you know what it took for that sausage to get made. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a sort of, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Like knowing what goes into making a film or making anything you have. You, sometimes you can't turn it off, right? Like if you're seeing something that isn't completely transporting you, you can't see anything except the people making the movie at the time. Right. Yeah. But if it manages to completely like sweep you off your feet and it's brilliant and it, and it achieves all its goals, you think, God, that's ev- like it's even more incredible knowing what it took to do that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know? Yeah, which is why Boyhood is going to destroy you. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I've heard great things and, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to it. Sometimes I wait to watch certain things. I, I wait a yeah. while, actually. I, it, took me, it took me forever to watch uh, Enter the Void. I didn't watch it for like... Oh, God. I watched that with Kevin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, oh. I, I couldn't really deal with that movie. <laughs> it was... Really uh, yeah, it's a lot. That movie. It's tough. <laughs> it was, I found it very tough. Well, uh, yeah, it had no, it was one good. note, it was though. Really yeah, good. yeah, but it was, um, yeah. But um, it's an experience, that's for sure. Like, it's a definite, yeah. But you, the Yodorowsky's thing to go back to that because we have yeah, seen, we both seen it. No, I was jumping around. the 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 thing that I learned from it is because I, I aspire to to do big projects and and do bigger things and and films or um, create my own worlds with the comics or whatever and it's all kind of similar the thing that i really learned from it was is to be be brilliant but be humbled by living on the ground with limitations in a certain way i don't know if that sure. makes sense and no. i think where that might have that project might have just vanished into thin air is because it was so it was just so big yeah. and it was so in the clouds um, did you like did you not um Going back to what we were talking about earlier about like the egotistical, like selfish, self-destructive um, tendencies that we sometimes have. Did you not see like a warning sign in that? Oh, movie? yeah. 
Oh, like it, it was like looking in a it was like looking in a, a mirror that sort of reflected the possible the, like, future. When, definitely the um, definitely when he was talking about uh, using his son and putting his yes. son through. The, yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah. wow! And it, obviously, <laughs> the, the, it, like it seemed like there was no uh, ill will born there. No, but that seemed like a, maybe a step too far, even even for me. Sure. When I when I'm happy to watch Phil Fish like fucking destroy himself. <laughs> well, because it's him for the sake of know. his video game. But yeah. then like watching somebody sacrifice your son to your project as well. Yeah. Well, that's because you're maybe. involving somebody that you know. It's like when you watch Euro Dreams of Sushi. You know. And I have seen. I've saw. I've seen a bit of that. Oh, you need to watch the whole thing. But his son is. Yeah, his son is into the, it as well. Well, there's two sons. There's two sons, right? There's yeah, the one that uh, that is happy left. to to run like a, a fine sushi restaurant. And there's the one that's. Uh, has to wear the, the apprentice. shoes yeah yeah and it's like you know of of a master and it's just the pressure of that and you know uh that but that's very different culture and and that's um yeah. you know it, it's it's very yeah. japanese you know to carry the torch and stuff so yeah. i mean i don't know i can't really judge it because it's you know i mean i guess i could but it's i don't know if it would be uh proper to judge it i guess you know in my own context of being american where we can just do whatever but therefore we have walmart and like we have very like low well uh, you can but like I, I don't know it depends i mean like i i feel lucky that i that i've never had any uh pressure from my family to mm. to do anything i mean same yeah. actually well, m- well my mom uh my mom was in advertising her whole life so she wanted me to be a copywriter because from her point of view, she saw that the copywriters got paid the best. Mm. So she said, <laughs> you have to be a copywriter because like, she said, if, you, if you go into graphic design, you'll be artworking for years and artworkers make no money and <laughs> shit. And uh, yeah, and that was, that was my experience. It was constantly, and it, you know, I don't know what it's like with, with your family, but it, it took real, it took a really long time to um, convince my like family that, what I was doing was worth a damn. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Great. It's like, no, I didn't and you, have that and, at all. No. And you can, you can, I've had this conversation with a few, with a few people, actually a few like incredibly successful people who have done work within their field that is like insanely well recognized, but it's not until they do an interview on like a local radio station or something. That they'll, be, they'll be like, Oh, he's a big yeah. cheese. It was like, it was like, yeah, like the guys are working on the game right now. Like Sean and uh, Sean, uh, his family were like, Oh, you've got a BAFTA or whatever. And then, uh, his dad was listening to like a local Wyoming radio station. <laughs> and there was like an article about our game. Like, Oh, there's a video game in Wyoming coming up. What? Are and then oh, he perfect. was like, he called him out. He was like, Holy shit. You're a big deal now. It's like, uh, <laughs> Oh, I was a long time ago. But <laughs> context, man. Yeah. There you go. It's context. Yeah. You know, if you make the front, you know, yeah. article or even get any kind of print in the paper that they regard as important. That's what, that's what's funny yeah. though. It's, that's what's funny to make joke of everything we find to be, interesting yeah. or powerful in this world it's all you know like the thing that you think is amazing uh, another person will think is just shit or doesn't care about it yeah and i think it's really important to maintain that perspective right because oh, like, yeah. everything, everything we do is just a huge fucking like eat, like stupid joke <laughs> uh you said it's, it i didn't say it you're no like, but it is i mean like, like the comedian it's, it's, in the watchman like, yeah i mean it's it's all a, it's all a bunch of nonsense like uh, we're not like improving anything we're not doing anything 
incredibly meaningful in the long run. Everything that we do is going to be gone within 10 years of our death, probably. Speak for yourself. Like, no, it's true. Though. I don't know. Like, no, it's, I'm, I'm it's, just fucking it's with you. Just no, a, I agree. It's, it's it's uh I don't know, it, it's um it's good to be humbled by that you know we yeah. aren't we aren't we aren't saving the fucking world you know like nope. unless unless your goal is to and then if what does that mean are you like because there's a whole I, I this is a conflict I have in my head all the time like people are like global warming and you know all this stuff and we're bad and this and that and I'm like well is it unnatural for us to be designed to want to survive no matter what you know and and even if we ruin the planet because we have no perspective because <laughs> that's yeah. really what it is and so what is it to i mean these are all like heavy con- concepts and thoughts for myself and I, I they sit in my head but i just find it fascinating and crap you know to think about and yeah. what 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 am i doing you know and to contribute to it i'm just sitting <laughs> i'm sitting here I'm pushing nothing. pixels around fact, i'm doing i'm doing i'm doing less than nothing i'm sitting on with my computer running all day every day <laughs> like i'm not gonna turn it off because that's like oh it's too much effort uh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it to sleep man. i'm the fucking worst i'm the worst i'm terrible <laughs> <laughs> but i guess being uh acknowledging um the hum being humbled by it basically and you know sometimes it's really odd that, when i meet is that enough is it enough to just be like oh i'm humbled by it but i'm not going to do anything about it <laughs> this doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything well it's like i guess when you're watching tv and then the the ads come on for the starving kids in other countries and i'm just like fuck you know like meanwhile i got my mouth full of food and i'm just like yeah, or like you've eaten too much and you're like <laughs> miserable because you've eaten too much. You're like, oh my god, I wish I hadn't eaten, eaten that, that extra fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some guy comes, some some starving child comes on TV, and you're like, oh, it's so annoying. Why is it like stupid like sob story? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's relatability or something there. You know, it's like oh, it's, it, it's I don't know it, what it is. I feel I feel horrible for not taking place, and maybe uh, I will find my own. Uh, stride in that world where I can contribute back to the globe, but try, at the same I, time, I if I'm, do, I try to do charity stuff. Like I've actually, I've actually set up a, I've, I've done a thing this year that um, I don't want to tell anyone about on my Twitter because it will be abused ridiculously. Well, this podcast but, won't come out for like another like five or six weeks, I think, because we're back. Okay, perfect. So. But like I, but even then, I don't think it's going to be like, like I don't think it's going to affect me massively. But I don't want to do it on Twitter because I think it will be like abused. But I bought a, a piggy bank this week and every time i'm mistaken for ollie Murs on twitter i'm gonna put five pounds in that piggy bank and at the end of the year i'm gonna give it to charity <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna that's gonna be <laughs> filled it happens, it happens a lot what <laughs> so. it yeah what is the deal with this somebody asked me about this as well um because it's like a com- oh, it's, like a common thing right what is what is this all about oh it's just some like it's just, it's uh some guy that was on um like uh, the British version, it's called X Factor, but it's basically the British version of a, a American Idol. Um, and <laughs> yeah. he came third or something. So I thought he was uh, going to go away and like just fade into obscurity, but he did not. And now his name is <laughs> his name is Ollie Murs, and he uh, uh, he exists on the internet in a way that I'm not happy with. <laughs> 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 oh man! So, you, so you guys are um, battling for internet. So occasionally Please. I get like a lot of uh, I get some teenage girls like on Twitter going, "Why won't you reply to me? What will it take for you to acknowledge my existence?" And I'm like, "Boobs." It's another five pounds in the another five <laughs> pounds in the jar. 
that's awesome. So yeah, you should have a nice amount of cash that's put in towards yeah, uh, hopefully. charity. <laughs> that'll be good. I just need to figure out what what charity that that, that money is going to go towards. Ali Murs beats Ali Moss and bankrupts him <laughs> through yeah, that was like- piggyback. <laughs> that's like the title of the story. Oh, piggyback bankrupts <laughs> Ali Moss. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of him right now. You guys couldn't be opposite, more opposite. It's awesome. No, he's he's very uh, he's a he's a cheeky chappy with his, his <laughs> braces and his uh, his little hat. And X Factor, what's that like a singing thing, right? Sorry, like X Factor is like a singing and judging people. Yeah, show. yeah, it's like a, it's like a talent. It's like a sort of like TV talent show. I can't get I, I can't stand those. My wife watches them. I think they'll. Uh, you know I, what though? Like I can tell like. I used to hate them, and then my ex, my ex and I would watch X Factor, and I I got into it. I can see why people like it. I think the problem for me is, and I guess maybe you would relate, is like, who the fuck are these people judging? <laughs> like, who are you to judge? You're like this overweight, uh, incompetent person, and you're judging like this person's I don't know, epic like, skills. <laughs> would you not judge people's portfolios? Would you not? Like, no, I don't out? like to. I don't. No, you don't like to, but you like. I would not those go on people, TV. Those people, would, those people would respect you if you did. Isn't like, that weird, though? I don't know. Yeah, it's massively weird. <laughs> so I like guess I just I don't know. I just feel weird. This makes me feel weird. But but it's I like, yeah, it's like um, there's a there's actually God. I probably shouldn't. Should I talk about this? Yeah. Okay. So um, there's a. I used to love like I've talked about this already, but I used to love using internet forums as a way to get critiques. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the minute that you start doing NDA work, mm, yeah. you can know you can know that that resource is like closed to you forever. You, yeah, you can like you can no longer post the shit you're working on for like this Sucks. movie or this movie and get. So, a bunch of us started this like chat room thing. We have a we have a Slack. Do you know what Slack is? I think. Um... Mike was trying to get me on that, but I was just yes. Like, you should get on it because that's the exact thing that we were talking about. Um, <laughs> it's a bunch of us all on this uh, Slack channel, and we're all just like posting our like crappy work away and uh, talking <laughs> about it. And, shit. Like, and it's it's insane. It's so it's like it's <laughs> it's a mix of like useful and just incredibly inspiring. Uh, I so should you should, it out. should join it. You should join in. I'm I'm so worried of time. I don't know. Maybe I should though because it doesn't. Like, no, it doesn't cost. Like, it doesn't cost you any time. You fucker. Right? I'm gonna get addicted to this, and I'm like, oh, it's not. It's not addictive. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's a few people posting stuff they're working on, and then you can like comment and post your own stuff. And, and like, obviously, I'm sorry about talking about this because it's not something that is easily available to every single listener of this thing. <laughs> but like what I, all I'm saying is cultivate your own like community of people yeah. who you trust to give you advice. Soundboard. Like it's taken me probably 10 years, right? To like, cr- like find a group of people who are absolutely solid in giving great advice every time and but also you know when to take it and when to like trust your own instincts sure because it's enough to get like critiques <laughs> and, and and feel bad about the work you've done but to also have like that, that trust and like yeah, actually you know what i'm i'm right here this is I'm, what i'm doing is right sure i'll i'll tweak this i'll tweak like point one two and three but i'm 
pretty sure that point four is a piece of shit and I'm going to keep it the way I intended it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time with that sometimes too, because in my mind I have a, 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 f- a firm direction as to where I'm going. And um, so sometimes I get too close to it. And then other times it's really weird. Sometimes I care and sometimes I don't give a shit. Uh, it just depends on where my destination is, I guess, and how much I care about whatever it is. But a lot of the times I feel like maybe you have the same thing as, and I have to explain it to clients. I've been really working on a better way of communicating with my clients and how I work with them is, is I show them certain things in certain mm-hmm. progression. But I, I also tell them before when I used to show everything or too much stuff, I would feel that yeah. I would that's like they would not get it. So I would almost yeah. confuse the situation. So, Oh man. Yeah. I should tell you, I should tell you about what I do with clients now. Let's hear which it. Is, which is so weird. Like I'm, I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, I'm sure but, you have a different way than most anybody. Um, what I do with clients, I find it works. It works for, for both of us in a way where like, you know, when I want to take a client job, I want it to, I want it to not just be like me getting paid. I want it to be like a, beneficial situation like the work being done i want it to like work for everyone so sure what i tend to do now is i pitch for free Mm. but i pitch as much or as little work as i want and if they want to go with it then we go with it and if they don't then it's just like there's no obligation to keep pitching that's cool like i'll pitch i'll pitch things that i'm interested in continuing to work on but like if they're not interested in any of those things, then I will like stop and work on something else. Uh, that's interesting. I think you're in a very special situation to be able to that do is that. A, that is like an in, incredibly special situation. But at the same time, it's like you always have to like want, you have always have to question like, what are you getting out of the project other than the paycheck? Yeah, because absolutely. If, because, if it's, because if it's not nothing, like if, if the answer to that question is nothing, then like you probably shouldn't be freelancing. Yeah. Right? Like, like you're not going to like, cause freelancing is tough. And if the, if you're working on jobs that aren't going to get you anything other than the paycheck at the end of it, then like it might be better to just find somewhere where you're going to be able to do like better work and have the security. Yeah. It's a, ch- it's a real tough challenge that balancing of those things. I think that's a really good way of keeping it really core to your development, you know, as mm. a, a really, admirable way of, of attacking a very complex thing which is you know client work and keeping it so that it's beneficial for both because well yeah exactly it's, it's a i always feel like any any job that you do should be and it, i mean yeah. obviously it's it's never gonna it's it's not always gonna be this way but the best ones are the ones where you have like a real give and take relationship and yeah. and you both get something out of it right like i've done so many pieces of work that I wish I hadn't because at the end of it, it's something that I'm embarrassed that I've done. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot and of stuff I don't show. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, and it's, a, it's partially, you know, like I say partially, it's mostly my own fault for doing a bad bit of work. Yeah. But there's also, I've been, you know, directed in, in bad, in bad directions. I've been, I've been pushed <laughs> into directions that I'm not comfortable with, or I don't think are interesting and then the deadline looms and then it's you've got to just do something and here's what i think is like the bare minimum that is good enough to publish <laughs> and yeah. and that just happens and that and you're going to do those in your career that just happens but yeah because life can, like, is what it is you know it's a, yeah, exactly but if you can change. cultivate a relationship with a client that um 
that is mutually beneficial, then that then that's the best. And I find it's, it's like healthy. If you can afford to do it, like I honestly like pitching for free because it frees you from. And, and the, the best thing about pitching for free, if you can if you can do it, is that it frees you from the. Uh, it frees you from any oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? Like from it. them controlling it or something? Or? Oh no, it, 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 controlling it, but like it frees you from any expectation, from any like assumed expectations you have. Like you have the brief, right? Yeah. But like when you really want the job, you're so focused on giving them what you think that they want, sure, rather than what they actually want from you, which is you, which is you. Yeah. Right. So you think, what do I want from this job? Like, you have to think, what what do I want to give them? And you think, like, you know, you you've come to me because you see my portfolio, and all the things in the portfolio are things that I put there because I thought they were good. Like, all of the shitty client work that I hate is not in there. So yeah, yeah. you've come to me for for those reasons, and I want to give you more of that. So I want to like pitch you the weird thing i want like that. no that's great and if yeah. and if you don't like it and like i'll send you a shitty sketch like i will send you a sketch that will take me like i don't know like eight hours to think of and five minutes to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and if you and if you're not down with that then like we're probably not going to get on so yeah yeah exactly but then yeah. you're setting it off on a really good foot and people yeah, can and only like, buy and, what they see and, and exactly and, and the thing is that, that if you if you leave on that note i feel like people will respect you and like maybe like, i don't know but i feel like you're more likely to get a call back yeah well because you're project. human uh, it's like you're being the Only client's happen. brain rather than their hands you know yeah which is a, a great place to be that's a really mm. good advice so if you can afford it i would agree with it i don't Not know if it's good can. advice maybe it's terrible advice maybe I, I, but <laughs> maybe i but maybe i think it's, it's good advice I for know. i think it's good advice for somebody that is interested in creating their own thing yeah. And going on their own venture and getting paid for it, and also uh, getting having a client relationship that has that. I, I always say one advice that I give myself and any close friends or anybody that does this is like, do the work that you want to do because that's yeah. what you're going to get paid for. You know, like yeah. always pitch the weird thing that you want to do. Like just pitch it. Like there's no harm in being like, hey, here's the thing that you thought you wanted, but here's the thing that I think is like cool. That's where the Oscars poster came from that oh, I yeah. did was like I want to pitch this one idea that I think is like really good and it's going to like kill me to make it but, <laughs> I, but I think you're going to enjoy it and it was like I just sent them like five examples of little Oscar statue drawings have you seen this thing that I did? Yeah the Oscar poster that yeah, you did yeah, right? yeah. has like, like every like, award winning movie like the little icon from it yeah it has every every best picture and it was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that was my face every day. I can't see the details of it, though. The picture is so small. Have you not? Oh, my God. Everyone is like, every single statue was designed at like... It's like a poster? Yeah. Was, uh, I mean, obviously, obviously they're not. Uh, like, if you printed it that big, they wouldn't like stand up to that level of scrutiny. But um, that poster fucking killed me. <laughs> yeah, how long did you fine, work on that? Because it looks like a lot of work. That was like two months. Ugh. It was like two months of that was like two months of, of wrist killing like back breaking drawing every day and uh, it was it was murder like it was murder it was like it, like it was 
murder like i mean obviously i wasn't going down the fucking coal mines or anything i wasn't yeah at the end of the day i was sitting in a comfy chair at my desk drawing all day so true it it's true <laughs> it was, yeah it, uh, <laughs> but it but it was uh it was it was um hard it was hard to just do the same shit um for uh, two months yeah for two months like without breaks Golden without dudes. anything else but it was like i'm I'm happy with it. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Well, you uh, had that was, same kind of thing when you did the cutout art show too, right? Oh yeah, the cutout art show was was insane. The next one is going to be the next one is going to be like way, way, way bigger. Cool. I'm excited for you. That sounds awesome because I love that cutout thing. It was like, and I remember seeing the videos of people uh, like around the uh, the block. Uh, that was cool. Oh, that was weird, but it was. I mean, like that's really nice. It is cool. That's, it's cool? really nice. Yeah. Like, and uh, we yeah we, we we brought them donuts and I'm always like I'm always a little bit embarrassed about that right because sure. on the one hand when you're talking about about the expectations right like earlier and does it affect me the exp- like what people expect from you it doesn't when those people are on the internet but when they're queuing outside. Uh, uh, a building in Leeds that is freezing in November and they're queuing overnight to like possibly pick up something that you've done and they don't know what it is. That's when it freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> right? like that's, that's when I, like, I have to think, I hope it was worth it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of pressure. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't I, but like, but at the same time, for the same reason that we talked about earlier, it was like, I don't want to just do the same shit over and over and over again. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to do something that they'll expect. That was so, unexpected. Yeah, it was the, the 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 silhouette thing was really unexpected. Like I didn't do any previews. I didn't. I was just like, hey, I just wanted. This is a thing that I've wanted to do for ages, and here it is. And I think most people were happy with it. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it's great. Look, awesome. I that's one of the, that's like one of the things I was most happy with. Like it's it's one of the only things that I've done where. The initial like concept and the image of it in my head was really, really close to the final, the final like uh, executed thing that people come and see. Once you figured out how to get them cut properly, huh? Yeah, once I figured out how to get them <laughs> cut properly, and, and like, is it like, like a laser cut? The, or the hard, yeah, it was a laser cut. But the hardest thing about that show wasn't the actual artwork; it was like the framing and everything. It was just the setup. Just yeah, getting it, getting it looking right. Yeah, I mean, it was like six months of solid work. Yeah. Play like a lot of work, and you had to be hush hush about it and stuff. Yeah, and be like, that's yeah. a bummer too, because you know, like you, we're similar where we like to share stuff. You know, yeah, I need I to get on this this thing with you. Yeah, you do, and that's a great thing. You you get all that out of your system, and then you can yeah, I need that because yeah, I get I'm, you know, like because I draw a lot more now. I don't share any of it really. Yeah, so it's a bummer, but I want to share it with you guys. And you know, I want to show you some of this game stuff I'm working yeah, on. I want to see it. So give me on that thing if you could, whatever that. Well, I will. I'll, uh, I'll send you an invite. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, but yeah. uh, what else was I going to say? Well, the art yeah, show. Yeah. So, so the next, yeah, the next art show I want to do is like is is the um the next sort of evolution of that, which is something that you can only experience like in the flesh. Cool. It's more of an it's more of an installation, right? Than a thing. I don't want any art show I, I do to be I don't want the experience to 
to be able to be replicated by just uploading a bunch of like fucking JPEGs to my website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know to I mean? be in, sure, sure. I mean, I see a lot of I see a lot of these like pop like pop culture art shows now that are just like, hey, it's a bunch of new posters. And it's sure. So, yeah. So what do you boring. think of it all? It's very saturated now. What huh? the, the the pop culture stuff? Pop culture and just um. Yeah, you know, it's like really saturated. But it's saturated. Yeah, and it is. It is. It's like it's massively oversaturated, but it's but it's oversaturated in a way that is. Like most of it is not good, right? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like most of it is 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 bad. Um, I think Mondo is still doing really good work. That's I'm just saying that because I work for them. I think that, like I think they are doing really excellent work. Well, Justin if, loves it. Everybody there is like big. Well, true they're also but they're fans. also Justin's Justin's really similar to to uh, to you and I in that. Sorry, you and me. In that he always wants to see the next thing like i feel like now his focus is more on uh toys and stuff right toys and um like vinyl packaging and all of the the weird like he's a, he's a guy that is a huge collector and he wants to make more people excited about like that he wants he wants to create the things that like himself like he himself would be would have been excited about like 10 years ago I mean, yeah. like he wants to create the ultimate like collectibles for himself, which, exactly. Which is, which is why I really like working with, with Justin and Mondo is because they're just massively keen on doing a cool thing rather than a thing that will make them money. Yeah, which is awesome. I think that you know the yeah, and yeah, and working with them and, and collaborating, it's a lot of pressure because you know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember when I did the Ghost in the Shell thing, I just. I was so over pressured with so many things and I just wasn't clear of my mind yeah. and I didn't, I didn't nail it. You know, I didn't, I didn't get it right. No, it was and, good. No, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, um, lesson it was, uh, God, the art director, Mitch, do you, do you work with Mitch? Yeah. I've worked with Mitch and, um, Rob. Yeah. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Rob's Rob. great. Yeah. Uh, no, no, they're both great. But like Mitch was like, Hey, have you heard of Ash Thorpe? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I used to sit next to him. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I think I sent him, or I don't know what happened, how that grew. But it was cool, though. It's definitely a company that is uh, It's a very smart business, too. I was really intrigued by it. I'm very influ influenced, and I f find it fantastic. Uh, but it all comes from that core piece. And even like when I bring up Todd McFarlane, for example, in his documentary, he said he just wanted to make the toys that he wanted, you know? Yeah. And before Todd McFarlane had made his his all his kind of toys uh it was kind of uncommon to have that level of fidelity and uh and sensation in a toy that you could buy that's yeah. kind of somewhat you know affordable for everybody and and i think that if you if it goes back to even what you're saying about your client relation like i'll pitch for free but i want to do the thing that i believe in because at the end of the day why would i do anything else you know yeah and that's some ballsy shit but at the same time that's really the best way to do it you know and i think that sometimes we get so caught up in the the rat race of you know you know lots of having lots of things so that our shit owns us and then we have to we have to take on shitty jobs yeah i was having this really great conversation with a f close friend of mine i've known for forever before prologue and stuff he's a fantastic designer and he's starting a company and we're talking about how it's yeah, how his design firm's growing and how he's like you know i just feel like i just need to hire one more person and a lot of things will disappear and i'm like but you know you're lying to yourself, you know? Like yeah. you're just causing you're throwing more wood on the fire and you're burning That's, more. Yep, it's so true. Like I so like I mean 
my overheads are so low. Yeah, isn't it right? beautiful? Like, <laughs> that's why I don't have a company either. <laughs> that's like, say, why don't you start your own company? It's because I've seen what happens to people that start their own companies. They, <laughs> yeah. they go insane. They start taking jobs that they don't want to do because they, their overheads have become like higher. And then they yeah. gradually drift away from the work that they really want to be doing. And maybe this is like, un, like unsustainable ridiculous lifestyle that i built for myself but at the end of the day it's like not really what do i need what do i need a year like i was totally happy on twenty five thousand a year twenty four thousand twenty thousand like whatever it costs to just live in a one-bedroom flat with a computer and the internet <laughs> and a wake up yeah like, that's it i'm happy that that's all i need like like everything else is is a is a bonus but if i have what I need to make the things that I want, then like, that's it. That's all I need. That's, that's exactly it. And I think by, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. And I try to, I try to remind myself that all the time. My wife and I talk about that a lot because we own a house and we have cars and, you know, we have, a, we have our daughter yeah. and we, this, we're a bit different, but the that's, same. that's really different. Like that's, that's a different, that's but trying to keep situation. that same mentality of being, you know, we live in Southern California. We live in San Diego. It's one of the most expensive places in the States. Mm. It's very expensive to live here. You live in London. That's like, it's I like, do not live in London. I thought you said you live in London. You do move out. No, of I used to live in London. I live in okay. Winchester now. Winchester. So a tiny little podunk town in the middle of nowhere. That's well, right. it's, a, it's like an, it's like an hour south of London. Okay. So it's not as crazy as like the cost of living within. It's, it's so, yeah. one of the most expensive places to live outside of London. Oh, but, okay, <laughs> but it's uh, you know you... I have like a I have like a two bedroom flat. It's fine. Oh, okay, well then you're it's you know fine. but you're you're in a different setting where you can afford it. But but the idea of having it's like this self fulfilling thing, and I think living within your means, within reason, I think that's the most important thing. And because the things that you own, bec- they own you, and that's a really gross thing, you know. And to yeah. the idea, sometimes I. Like I would, t- I would talk to my wife because we break down all the finances and I go like, how many days do I have to work for clients, and then how many days can I have for free yeah. to myself? Oh, but then, <laughs> but then I also like, I'm going to be honest. I just lo- I like having stuff. Sure, like stuff well, stuff is not? fun, and like often when someone asks like, how much would you charge for this? I look at the cost of the thing that I want to buy, and I'm like, mm, it costs this much. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, I've been eyeing up a projector. Like, I can get a projector. I should probably get a projector. How much does that thing cost? Oh, it costs the same as this projector. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 tricky. This that stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's hard, you know. Like, and and we've constantly contradicted ourselves throughout this conversation too. And I think it's easy to when you're when you're kind of. I think as an artist too, and 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 living in the future yet you living in the past but living in the now constantly at the same time just based off of whatever word or the mood that you're feeling it's hard to be um exactly poignant i guess i I have a hard time personally you know like one day i wake up and i go this is all we need that's all the next day i wake up you go you know what it'd be cool to have one extra bedroom so like i can have friends come and stay here and they can have a place to stay, yeah. you know. But that decision is such a big fucking decision. Like, you have to go and buy a bigger house. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, like blah, the, blah, way, blah. the way the way the way I think of it is that I always want to like I do want a bigger house. I, of course, I want all of these things. I want more. I want like, I want more of everything. I always want more because I'm an insatiable, horrible monster. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if all of it went away. 
it'd be fine. That's good. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd be absolutely fine. If I could, if I could afford a single, a single bedroom and a desk and a computer and a Wacom and an internet connection, which is, like, even if I say, if that's all I could afford, it's far <laughs> than so many people. Yeah, that's afford. a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'd, you forgot food too. <laughs> is it food? No, I don't need food. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Food is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> food is for the week. <laughs> um, yeah, like if I like, I don't know. I I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that if it came down to it. Sorry, that squeezy, squeaky, squeaky toy is my dog. He thinks I'm talking to him. I did not hear a squeaky toy. Okay, good. Know. Yeah, he's playing with it right now, trying to. Get I would like stop. a dog. I would like a dog though. That's, you should get one. Nice. That's I can't. A, I travel. I travel too much. That's true. How often are you on the road? Uh, I'm like away from home three out of every four months a year. Okay. Sorry, um, no, sorry, not three out of every four months. Like three <laughs> Six months out of twelve. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, okay, so, so three like, months out like of a year. Quarter, like a quarter of the year, probably. I'm away. And you're going to like different trade shows and events and stuff. Mostly, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the San Francisco office at the moment. But yeah, there's a that's where of, the like, game trade stuff shows. Going. Okay. And comic stuff, uh, which is you know partially work and partially holidays, but it's. I say holidays. I don't think I've had like, until recently, I hadn't had a holiday in a long time. I kept tricking myself into thinking that I had one, but it's always <laughs> like going to uh, trade shows to talk about work all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was asking I, you in the beginning. Are, yeah. Don't you get tired of talking about this shit? No, but then I went on holiday. And like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to, Tha- I, went, I went to my cousin's wedding in Thailand for two weeks. Mm, that's cool. And it was great. Yeah. But after like a week, I was like, ah, uh-huh. it's boring. I need to warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't I'm surprised you last a week. With me I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to be away from this. And I was like, fuck, does anyone have any paper and pencils? I, <laughs> I went insane. I, I went kind of insane. I'm surprised <laughs> you last a week. Honestly, I, I couldn't do a week. I'd be like, yeah. I, oh well, it'd, be, it'd been like it'd been like four years since I'd actually had a real holiday. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't really. My wife, I feel bad for my wife because she'd like to have those, but yeah, I just I'm too into whatever it is, you know. Like no matter where we go, I always will carry a book and some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like just. Because when they're sleeping, I'm going to be drawing or like writing notes and ideas. It's really fucking fucked up. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I mean, like, it's, it's fine. Um, Danny, Danny Ott said it perfectly. Stuff. He said it work, what, you know, like the work and the passion that we, we have for this stuff is, is like a mistress, you know, keeps us yeah. late, up late at night and away from the family. <laughs> oh, God, Danny. I love Danny. Yeah, Danny's great. Have you great talked guy. to him at all recently? Uh, not, not in a while, not in a long while. He started his own company, he's out on his own, doing his thing. It's, it's really cool. Happy for sure. him. I'm sure he's doing amazingly. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a talented guy, really. He's, he's the most talented guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, like, yeah. How, what do you think of Ilya? Did you get a chance to work with Ilya? Uh, I haven't, but I, I talked to him recently, actually. He, uh, we, he asked me about, um, doing some illustrative work recently and we were talk- I saw his uh, work on Destiny which was amazing. Yeah, he did like the intro or something prologue with yeah, Simon, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, obviously Simon is like is Simon still a prologue or is he I think he on? might be. Yeah, I think he's still at prologue. He's crazy. Yeah, Simon crazy Simon guy. is Simon is uh, a mega talent. So nice. Such a nice guy. 
it's like always so even keeled <laughs> it was always like honestly it was always really nice to have like the british quotes <laughs> like the, yeah you guys, so you guys had a british high british that, quota there yeah yeah it was good <laughs> i remember i w- never worked with any place with anybody other than like american people and when i was at prologue i'm like what the hell this is crazy i'm like the only american, no american here yeah, <laughs> alistair maybe like two others everybody else is like from korea or from yeah. the, the I uk always, i always remember you know and i think like what's you been up to because her mm. work was ridiculous but like it was so weird that they, yeah it was so weird that they hired her because her work seemed so antithetical to that like their house style yeah because Pro, prologue totally has a house style right like it yeah does and i feel like it's weird because i never i never fit into that <laughs> yeah but you know why kyle you know like kyle is a big fan of your design sense and all that stuff. he is that but like sense. or like he was i think um i don't know if he is now i haven't spoken to him in ages i would like to because he's a really good guy um I spoke to him when we that talk that we did uh, recently. The offset, uh, the, or whatever. Yeah, the offset one mm-hmm. uh, that you were talking about earlier. Um, Carl was there. He talked uh, a few sessions after me. Oh, right on. That's and crazy. We, <laughs> You're we, like, we my old boss. We, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, and and he mentioned me in the talk, which was insane. And we talked afterwards, but it, it, like it, it, I don't know. It, it was like I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you, and it, it just. It, it felt it felt strange. He didn't. He, I feel like he didn't want to. He didn't want to hang out. Yeah, he's a unique guy. he's on a whole different level of just experiencing life. I think so. He is. Um, I, I, I. But I. I massively respect him because he's made so many fantastic things, and also. I don't know. Like working at Prologue, it felt like on the on the on the shop floor. It felt like a fight to get, and like I don't care about talking about this stuff because it it's old now. But what's your opinion? So yeah, all right. It felt like it felt like a fight to get good ideas through, right? Because it was constantly, we need this now, 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 now. We need style. <laughs> we need we need like mood boards. We need style. Like we need like style sheets. We need, and there was never any time to consider stuff. But every time that we got. It got to the point where we went into Carl's office and had like a head to head and we pitched ideas. It felt so fresh and interesting and cool. And and he was he like it seemed like he was really into that. Yeah. Well that's why he thrives and it was, in and it. Was, yeah. yeah, and it was like it's like, why isn't it more like this? Why isn't it a smaller company with fewer things going on yeah. and the things that are going on are, are like things that we get you can't you you can't run a company with like more than five people and just like pitch on everything yeah (laughs) you need to you need to fucking pitch on everything at that point yeah even if it's bad i remember i remember working in that company and they were like can you design a logo for a uh, company that makes like celebrity voicemails for phones (laughs) <laughs> i was like oh, really really <laughs> like, yeah you gotta take all the jobs yeah. yeah you gotta take all the jobs and <laughs> gotta keep the lights on gotta pay everybody yeah exactly and that's and it's, it's like and, it, and it's and it, it's a sad thing when a company that is and i don't know what it, what it's like now because i haven't been there for like four years yeah i have no clue either i don't know like a company like that that hires so many talented people working on a thing like that is just sad 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I think it's just like, it's inevitable. I don't think anybody there has that intention. It's, no. it starts from a good place. I, and I don't know. I mean, these, these are, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to get offended or anything. So it's, it's no, it's really, no, no, like, no, not offended because like, here's the thing. Everybody at that company is so fucking talented in yeah. like an insane way. It's just the logistics. Yeah. It's the logistics of keeping a company like that. How do you yeah. do it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. How do you, how do you maintain like stability <laughs> at that insane. level? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm in the same boat as you. Is like I'm just gonna keep my overhead super small and just keep yeah. it, keep it home, and that's it. And then uh, have fun and work on stuff and yeah, just. Like that's, keep I the mean, passion that's, going. That's <laughs> just, just stay freelance. I mean, I'm sure that. But you kind of have a company, but you kind of don't. You know, thinking about what you're doing with the game and all that stuff. You know. I mean, I don't have any stake in that company. Like that's, I'm, I'm a contractor on okay. it. Okay. Well, all right. Never mind then. But it seems like you're, you are. Well, I don't know. I guess not. Maybe someday it'll change. You know, but. It, the, I mean. Well, <sighs> The journey, though, that, and you're gonna like that print the legend. I think you're gonna it's gonna really make yeah. sense to you because I mean, if the game B. is good, I like it. Like here's the thing: if the <laughs> game is if the game is good, I'll be happy. If good. the game is bad, it will be a regret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually, that's 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 wrong. It'll like, well, it'll, of course, though. That's how it is with everything, you know. Yeah. Like, why would you like something if it wasn't good, you know? And then why? Then it's kind of deceiving. I don't like it because of the people that I worked with. And the sure, that that's usually that's all you can take with at the end of it. And I like it because I'll know. I'll always know. Like, whatever it ends up being, I'll always know what it was intended to be, and what it is intended to be is really fucking good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, and that's the same with that with with any Anything. with any project, but this one especially, it's like. Working with people, like I've worked with a lot of people in my career, and working with the people that I'm working with now, it's like I finally found the people that like provide the thing that I was missing the whole time. That's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like you're always looking for you always you're always looking for the for the one thing. Like yeah, like well, why am I doing this myself? And like oh, these people are the reason I'm not doing this myself because they're providing the thing that like I can't do they're all just like really super talented and giving me a reason every day to like wake up and like try my hardest oh. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome that's beautiful like, uh, that's really great yeah, no, it's, yeah. that's a great place to be that's just that just means that you found your place you found your stride with the right people but i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna like do it again like i don't know if i want to make another game <laughs> you, you, you know it's funny have you watched um um the kingdom of dreams and madness i think it's called the miyazaki's uh, the studio no i haven't seen that i haven't seen the ghibli movie. watch watch that I th- no, you're I really gonna like it I'm, there's i'm i'm afraid of watching that why like, why would I'm, you be afraid of it because i've worked with ghibli and i'm afraid of them <laughs> oh why are they super hardcore <laughs> they're just very picky Oh well, yeah, of course. You know, like you would, <laughs> yeah, I know, it makes I know. sense, right? I'm, like, I'm really, I'm really afraid. I'm, you should watch I'm it. Afraid. You should watch it. The the uh, Toshio is uh, the the producer, and um, he had this really great quote from that movie, and, and it, it pertains exactly to what you just said: is only those who choose the right people to work with will be able to do the work yeah. that they want. And that's uh, actually really that's really poignant point in the uh, in the face of the in the the remark I'm going to make next, which is the most disappointing moment of my life was when I said. Hey, like Justin at Mondo, do you want to like? Do they want to do more Ghibli prints? And like, they want to work with other artists. I'm like, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to just throw myself at this balcony now. <laughs> oh, man. That's a bummer. But I, guess, but, I guess, but I guess that fell through because none of the other artists' work was approved, sure. I think so. But I don't know. Yeah, that whole it's process to... is very challenging. Yeah, Ghibli, Ghibli are a tough company to work with. I mean, I've heard that... fine because <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> right like yeah has to live into a certain a certain range and also allowing outside um talents mm. too you know it's got to be interesting they're not they're not a company that um that allows like interpretive uh in like interpretations of their work well yeah they're very um, it, and I, I feel like it's like a japanese that, that there might be a japanese thing i think so too yeah in the like i've worked with a bunch of japanese like properties i would say rather than like people i would say like uh but i was i've been like shut down with nintendo i've been shut down with uh, like um yeah you were doing uh, some stuff with nintendo i remember you were super excited about that fall yeah through. and then that <laughs> fell through um Poop. and like Atomo uh, like rejected some Akira stuff. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There you, go. Uh, you, know, you get rejected, exactly. and then like uh, Ghibli, and like yeah, and um, shit. What was the other one? God, I can't remember. But there was another one as well. I was like, oh man, <laughs> that's just part of the pro. That's just part of the process. So you know, it 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 is. I feel like I feel like. Uh, Those companies at least were, were, were less accepting of like a more left field interpretation of like what like I don't know um I always think that when a work goes out there it should be free to be interpreted in in, in any which way right so like my reaction to a thing is going to be different from someone else's and this is an example right so so i worked with um ghibli on uh i was doing these we had like a contract to do four posters and one of the, my favorite posters i pitched to them was a, a kiki's delivery service poster which is one of my favorite ghibli movies and i pitched it in in like my sketch was like stamps and it was all there was a poster full of like stamps as if, as if kiki's delivery service was a real delivery service that had their own stamps and one of them had like the um the town that the i can't remember the name of it but it was the uh very visually um unique seaside town that miyazaki had used for that movie yeah and one of them was like the the, the classic profile stamp of like Kiki's head like cross-hatched and then a poster stamp mark of the cat that um she has in the movie and they were like we don't understand what cats have sorry what stamps have to do with uh <laughs> with, deli- with, the, with the delivery service there were stamps in arietti like can you not make stamps for arietti i'm like no that's not interesting to me because that doesn't mean anything like it it's they they they, they, they won't like they wouldn't accept a um like maybe I mean maybe my interpretation of the movie is like bad, right? Like I'm not gonna say that my thing was excellent and they couldn't deal with how excellent it was. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I, you know yeah, what I mean? I know like, what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> like, like it's always it's always a 
it's a huge when it's I, a telephone thing too. Whenever I get whenever I get a whenever I get a uh, a brief for whatever film, it's always what would somebody like put up in the house? What would somebody like actually like? What how can I show somebody something that is so familiar to them, like that they recognize it instantly, but yet it's something that they haven't looked like looked at it in that way before. So yeah. with Kiki's delivery service, it was like the image, like classic imagery from the movie, like the absolute, like visual style, but encompassed in like classic Euro, like European, because that that movie is inspired by, um, like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, like European architecture. And, oh yeah. The studio itself is very Eurocentric yeah. style. So I was looking at stamps from that era and being like, oh, what if it was like, look like this, 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 this. And they're like, oh, there were no stamps in there. Maybe why using stamps? And it's like, well, maybe, maybe my idea is wrong, but I think it's right. Uh, <laughs> like, and I think. And it's like, their project, you know. So. But I totally understand that like people, yeah, it's their project, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, yeah. They have the right to say that. And it's, I, maybe I'm the idiot. <laughs> well it's you know yeah most of the time but <laughs> but the good thing i think for you right now is that you're able to put a lot of this energy and time into your own things and generating your own content so that you're yeah, my own thing is not going to be as good as the studio ghibli movie <laughs> well <laughs> very few things are you know so Let's like be you know, honest yeah but very few, like i said very few things are on that level of yeah. masterfulness uh, with whatever it is you have to watch the documentary it's great it is true what the hell we don't watch a lot of the same films <laughs> yeah because i'm definitely not watching fucking star wars right. and stuff so <laughs> well, let's but, talk about a film we have watched this year what have you watched this year anything good um good films this year that i enjoyed i, I like the dallas buyers club uh, i loved um, um nightcrawler uh, what else was there that i've seen this year I so you see one movie that came out at the beginning of the year and one movie that came out at the end of the year. Have you seen anything between? Um, probably. I, I watch quite a few films. I try to at least watch a movie in the theater at least once or twice a month. Um, and I try to watch a movie at least once a week just because I like to study them. I'm trying to think of, but sometimes I don't watch new movies, so I just watch older ones. That's fine. Because I just love, some, some films just, they're so good that mm. you can watch them over and over and they give you something new every time especially because i change so much you know my interpretations of things yeah. like i might learn i might read a book on like paul verhoven and how he like made a certain movie and then i'll see what he had done in a different film or something you know so right uh, i'm trying to think of a film it sucks because i should be remembering but i'm not remembering anything so maybe they're not stand up did you watch interstellar yet nope i didn't yeah. i was so excited about interstellar and then maybe Maybe this is terrible, but uh, what I heard, I, I I was terrified of that movie being a certain thing. And then from what I heard from like critics, is that it was the thing that I was ever it was afraid of being. And that like at the end of the day, it's all about love. It's all about. <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, that's not what I want that movie to be. And like maybe that's <laughs> me being terrible, but. Huh. Like I, it, it, <laughs> everything I heard from it, everything I heard from it from people I trust, to uh, I it made me not want to see it. 
Yeah, I think I think that's one thing I've been really cautious of is not listening to anybody's opinion of anything on, regarding films because people have been completely yeah. wrong. And it used to be like where I where there was like a joke with my wife. She'd be like, oh, what did it get on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, exactly. She'd ask me, you right. know, like, because I would always check that. Yeah. And and then I just recently, I, I somehow, I don't know what the hell happened, but I went and saw John Wick because yeah. somebody told me to watch it. And I was like so upset in the theater. <laughs> because i'm just oh, i'm not a fan of those movies at all and yeah. i was just like well, like there's a there's a perfect time and place for that and it was just like the worst time and place for me to watch that film i was like oh get me out of here <laughs> yeah. but that would then yeah but you know he's sort of thing it's like a movie like uh, a movie like um instella purports to be about the human and again i haven't seen this so i i can't judge properly but it's a big blockbuster movie about the human, like it, it's, it's about space, it's about space, it's about human kind and uh, where we're going. Mm-hmm. And that's Enough. supposed to be like interesting and it is, but it's way less like important to me than something like Boyhood, which tries, which, which does a like similar thing yeah in a subtler way in a subtler way yeah exactly yeah, that's it's what about, i imagine it's like yeah. it's about like i mean i, I know what happens in subtler. people have described it to me and it's about like family and uh inheritance you should, see it. You, and, should uh, you should definitely like, see it's it all about theater. love it's and whatever but like boyhood felt so real to me mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, God. Sorry. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, you're, I'm being, you're overselling it. I'm going to hate it. I'm overselling it. it. No, I'm no, just joking. I'm sure I'm going to like it. I'm sure I'm going to like it. No, it I seems like I, that's I, a I film that I'm going to enjoy. I can't liking that film. Yeah, it seems like a film that I know I'll probably enjoy. Just And everybody that's told me this great is as. You also enjoy so. Mr. Turner as well. Mr. Turner is really good. Mr. Turner? Yes. Yeah, I'll check that out. It's really good. Uh, Timothy Spall plays J.M.W. Turner, the uh, watercolor and oil um, artist hmm. from. Uh, God, what era is it? I guess it's. Um, is it Victorian or Georgian? I it's it's in the sort of seventeen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. I don't know. I'm terrible. Is but that another uh, bottle of wine. Sorry. Are you getting another bottle of wine? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh-oh, watch out, people. Here it comes. I know. But um, that movie is incredible. Mr. Turner? It, okay, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Timothy Spall, like Timothy Spall plays uh, J.M.W. Turner, who is like, one He's of... He's in Harry Potter, huh? <laughs> that's how bad I am. That's how I know him from. <laughs> I mean, sorry? <laughs> that's, a, that's the main actor, one of the dudes in, in Harry Potter, huh? No, oh, Timothy Spall. Yeah, I mean, he plays um, uh, Peter Pettigrew in uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, but, that's right. Oh, we're growing sorry, adults. I'm a Harry Potter nerd, I have to admit. I, I <laughs> it is a, but, it's fun. It's a fun journey. Can't deny it's it. Fun, no, it's a massive journey. But like, for, for, sorry, I'm going massively off rails here. But for me, Harry Potter was, uh, was my, was like me growing up. Because he was always the age that I was uh, in the books when they came out. Mm. So you're <coughs> watching your wizard half twin, yeah, kicking some ass. I was like, I was like, man, why aren't I a wizard? 
<laughs> Why do I have to suffer in this like mundane, shitty reality <laughs> when I world. could be like, uh, when I could like be running a hippogriff? <laughs> That's no. the world she opened up. She did a great job building that world yep. out. It was it was a it was fun. It was crazy. It was unique and different enough to be uh, considered original in its own right. I noticed that you're a fan of Game of Thrones too. You like that show too. I'm surprised um, some people don't like that show. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> There's a the lot of people great. that don't like the show's it. Right, the book is like the book is way better. And of course, you know, like there's that's always there the was, case, right? I mean, there are there are things. No, 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 always there are Come things. Come on, like, which the, book the is, better is better than or which film is better than the book? Probably the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, this the Shawshank Redemption is one of Stephen's smaller film or right stories, right? No, it's one of his most famous stories, but it is... Uh, it's, it's, it's like a, a short story, story, though, right? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But a short story doesn't necessarily make sure, it like true. a bad story. Like, that's true. No, that's true. I, I don't know what I was going with that. I, I just I was I was studying some of uh, Stephen King's stuff recently. I, I, I read his book about... Um, uh, on writing, on it's called? Fact, sorry. Yeah, on writing is a great it's book. It's fantastic. The, um, yeah. Sorry, on the subject of uh, the Shawshank Remission, you know... Um, I said it earlier. I was listening to you or uh, Thomas Scholz. Yeah, Thomas Scholz thing with um, the story about uh, films that did badly at the box office. Shawshank mm. Redemption, one of them. Really? That's yes, like massively. And also, it had uh, originally a terrible ending. No, no, no. Sorry, it had an amazing ending, and it was ruined by. Uh, <laughs> audience um like reviews oh yeah so there you go so don't listen to people because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about so well, have your own opinion you <laughs> yeah i mean you know that movie right like you know um what's shawshank redemption yeah yeah of course okay so you know the final scene where um andy dufresne meets up with red on the beach spoiler alert everybody Oh, sorry. Uh, I think the statute of limitations is like way over on that film, by the way. <laughs> I feel bit. like that, what, what was that movie? Like 93? I want to say like. Yeah. About so. Uh, when it yeah, was. So it's, like it's, it's like 10 years old. I think we can, I think we can spot this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come uh, on, people. If you haven't seen this film, you just, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. Okay. So, but, so the, the, the real ending of that movie, the real ending that in you the should story. Take, okay. So, so yeah, no, no, like in the story, but also like the movie, the real ending of that movie is when, um, Morgan Freeman gets on the bus and says, I hope I see my friend again. And then it just ends. That's the real ending of the movie. Yeah. But you don't want to see him on the boat? No! Sanding it? No! They're just, that's, like, having... that's, like the, that's like the shitty happy ending of that movie. <laughs> it has yeah. to be. It has to be a mystery. Like, you can't... People leave. like their resolve, man. I, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you of wanting to leave things ambiguous. No, and, it, and Under that the skin was, how, was full that of that. That was how it originally ending. That was how it originally ended. And then, um, oh. due to audience, uh, like audience reviews, they edited. Uh, yeah. Like due to test screenings. 
Yeah, it will make sense, you know, it's like, you know, it's just a mass, when you go and make a meal for everybody to eat, you know, I want sushi, I want spaghetti, so you make a big fucking pizza sushi thing, you know, and that's, (laughs) it's like a diluted version of whatever it was supposed to be intended for, and that's just the the unfortunate thing when you're trying to appeal to everybody. There's, there is one film that I just remind, well, there's two of them that I saw that were interesting, they're not my favorite films, but they were really I liked them because I felt intrigued by the style of filmmaking. So Under the Skin was one of them. Yep, and I then, haven't seen it yet, but I've read the book. Oh, God, what the fuck? And then uh, Enemy. Have you seen Jake Gyllenhaal's Enemy? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, okay, we can't talk anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no, read the book. I, I mean, I read, have you read uh, the Enemy I read or Michael Under the Faber's, Skin? I, no, no, I read Michael Faber's Under the Skin. Okay, yeah. Well, Glazer did but a I, really interesting job with it. That was interesting. The pacing and the I, setup, and you yeah, know, but I, I I haven't seen the film, and I think the uh, from what I hear, the film is completely different from the novel. Which is, I think that's what it should be, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the, the novel different mediums. Film of, yeah, like why would you? I think it's like, for example, like Ender's Game is they try to stay so um, true to it that it became this like tripe thing. You didn't really like they they didn't give it room for the the real like the Asa to be a kid that lives in space that has this pressure it was like trying to be so key yeah and this game is a hard and this game is a hard it's an, like in a near impossible movie to make i think zero g uh, is one reason why not to make it kids it's just another one <laughs> well that that that's the main reason right yeah like, kids are really challenging to i mean asa but, he was really smart and he's really yeah, he's a great actor actually for his age. Oh, he's, he's a very, fantastic actor. In in um, Scorsese did a great job with him, right? When they worked on that one thing together, Hugo. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. a big fan of Hugo, but I felt like there was. I, like Hugo. I, I, I had a hard time with certain bits of it. I don't know what the. I think I was in the bad mood. I was in the mood for it. I have to be in the right mood for certain films. But um, yeah, as far as like Ender's Game though, but like that's a prime example. I think, and some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are in the middle. I think it's a prime example of a of a film tr- that's. It's trying so hard to pay homage and honor the original content, the source material, that it robs the the film of of the of the of the the what films do. And you you said it also in earlier in the conversation about the comics that you love are only what comics can do. Like mm. I love Mignola's comics because like he paces things in a design way that I love. Like he mm. paces you through his stories in such a fun way, and 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 you can't get that in films necessarily, but you can. But he, he but he, it's weird. I don't know. There's a dark art there, and but each medium has their own strengths and weaknesses, you know. And a lot of the times, I think people are so quick to translate these things, and they just don't. They don't translate, you know. Mm. Ollie, I have to go. <laughs> I, dude, it's been fantastic talking to you. We've talked no, it's for been so great. long. Been, this is amazing. Been, yeah, no, it's been it's been wonderful. I, uh, I hate to have I to jump like, away. I wish that we I wish that we had more time to spend with each other because this is delightful. We can do this anytime though. Like we maybe whenever you want to, you just let me know. I know I know you're consumed with your thing, and maybe we can get some of your friends on from the the game as well. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Whatever, yeah, I see that'd be want. great. We should we should do one. We should do one with uh, me and. Uh, Jake and Sean, maybe, and Chris. Actually, that, Chris, no, maybe not Chris. Chris is Chris is too talented. He's one of those people <laughs> that I'm like incredibly intimidated by all the time. <laughs> he's one of those people that's good at everything. He's like a writer, he's a musician, he uh, designs, and he codes. He uh, does everything. We should get rid of him. He's, he's, 
my friend Anthony's like that too. I hate them, yeah. but I love them because they're the awesome the bell curve setters. <laughs> nope, they do too much. We should, <laughs> we should get rid of them. No, we can just anytime. I I hate to jump away. I just I I've promised other client calls and all that stuff, and I'm be. I totally understand. You have, you have serious business to do. Serious stuff, you know. But no, seriously, I didn't even think we would talk this long. I thought you'd be cutting me off a little bit of time. So I'm super stoked that. Everybody's going to be so pumped on this. this is, I think this is a very unique. Uh, this is this is this is this is you. I think for me, and as far as close as you can get from two guys from around the world talking, this is as close as I as somebody's going to understand kind of some of your values and the way that you operate. Mm. And, and I think that we touched on a lot of things that are really important, you know, to you as of now and where you're going. And I think it's... Well, I wish... I, hopefully, I would love to do this again, but I would love to anytime. do it uh, in person. Yes, we will. And next time you're in San Diego... Because it kind of sucks doing there. it, like, over my kitchen counter. I know, I know. You're. That's why it's taken us a year to do this, because I've yep. been asking you for a year, and you're like, we got to do it in person. I'm like, dude, you know that, like, we're on the other side of the planet, right? <laughs> Even when you're here, I was like, I want to, but... Like when you're here, it's during Comic Con. It's like it's impossible to do that because we're overstimulated. Like it's crazy yep. madness. You know? <laughs> That'd be the worst conversation ever to have with us at Comic Con. We'd be like squirrels, you know. So I think this is as good as it gets. And when I come out there to visit you and visit everybody and stuff, and hopefully next year, then we'll do it again. But we can do one before then, even whatever you want. Just and get me up on that little dealio so I can share and get all inspired by you guys. That sounds that sounds <laughs> okay. fun, like a little cool. like a little joy of like awesomeness. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for you and the game and everything. Thank you for sharing the information on it, and, and thank you also for like sharing your time with us. And oh no, anytime, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, dude. Always and hit Holy me up man. anytime <laughs> much <laughs> much love to you too buddy i appreciate it and, and thank you for inspiring us and yeah continue kicking ass love you bro bye bye love you bye and there you have it ladies and gentlemen thank you guys again for listening in i hope you guys enjoyed it it's a really great episode you can find links to ollie's work and all the show notes for this week's episode at the collectivepodcast.com slash 89 Um, If you guys are curious or want to suggest another guest or host or have any kind of inquiries about the podcast, check out our Facebook and Twitter. Um, If you guys would like to give us a rating on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. You can do so by going to thecollectivepodcast.com slash iTunes. Seriously, uh, an amazing episode. I'm so glad that we did this one, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys have a wonderful day, and go make something amazing. Peace.